Bernie and Sid in the Morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Thanksgiving. It's 6 o'clock. Thanks for starting your Thanksgiving morning with us. Maybe you're getting up early to cook. Maybe you're getting up early to drive. Maybe you're getting up early to prepare how you're going to make it to the parade today. We're glad you're starting the morning with 77 WABC. I'm Frank Moreno here with uh, Dominic Carter and our boss and the host of the Cats at Night show every afternoon at 5 p.m., John Katzmatidis. Good morning, John. Good morning, good morning, and... um... It's not cats at night. It's cats day, in the day. <laughs> uh, well, look, I, I don't have my usual work today, and what am I, what am I going to do? Just stay home and uh, watch the parade on television? That's not your style, right? At all. I wanted to be productive, and I wanted to, be, to, to talk to people. I enjoy talking to people. And, uh, Dominic, maybe we'll have a chance. You know, I've never talked to uh, people calling in. Maybe we'll have a chance to talk to a few of our listeners today. It'll be a a wonderful day on this Thanksgiving where we all have a lot, a tremendous lot to be thankful for. We are thankful uh, of you, Mr. Katsimatidis, for saving WABC, bottom line here. And if you want to talk to our listeners we will open up the phone lines at, at some point. Uh, we, we have a lot of guests, an, or, as Frank Morano said, an all-star cast calling in. Uh, all of the shows that you hear on WABC, they will be calling in this morning. We're going to have uh, all our stars calling in. And uh, today is going to be a show on the light side. We want to know what they're doing for Thanksgiving, uh, where did they come from, when, what did they do when they were growing up for Thanksgiving, and and why is Thanksgiving so important to them? And, uh, you know, it, it's a holiday. I consider it a family holiday. Mm. Uh, I, I would be devastated if I didn't spend time with my family on the holiday. And um, uh, the, the people I don't understand is a lot of the people that send their kids away. Uh, you know, send one, uh, one of my friends uh, and colleagues has one child, uh, uh, he lives in Florida, has one child in Seattle, one child in Philadelphia. I mean, I'd be, I'd, I'd go crazy if my kids were that far away. For college, they send them away? or No, they, they sent them away and they stayed away. Uh, yeah, no, I, that I, is the problem. I would have a, a tough time. Uh, I know uh, Dominic's daughter uh, was a journalist and a big professional in Rhode Island. I, I, thought I, I thought she was listening. terrific. I thought she was terrific. Wow. terrific. But that's got to be tough for you to be away from your grandchildren today, for instance, Dominic. It, it, it is tough, but, but, but the silver lining in all of this is that we will all get together uh, later on uh, as a family unit and have a great time. They, it's been my life. They understand, even the grandkids understand now, that grandpa works on the holidays. It's been this way from when my daughter was about six years old. I remember one year, one of your friends, uh, Mr. Casamitidis, uh, uh, someone you know well, the Reverend Jesse Jackson, Christmas and Thanksgiving, I was in the Persian Gulf with him mm, wow. when, when she was a little girl. So she's used to this now. 
you know, my daughter. That's great. Uh, by the way, as John mentioned, you will hear our entire lineup calling in at some point. A little later this hour, we'll hear from Curtis Lewa, who uh, did a, an eyewitness report to the blowing up of the balloons yesterday. I still can't believe there's no Curtis Lewa float in the parade, right, John? No, I was expecting a, not a float. I was expe- expecting one of those Curtis Lewa, you know, flying down, flying down Central Park West. That's one of those big balloons. That's all his ego needs. Um, next hour, we're going to hear from well, I, For sure, Sydney's uh, balloon will be twice as big. Uh, for next hour, we're going to hear from Dick Morris, Rita Cosby, Governor David Patterson, Anthony Weiner, Mayor Rudy Giuliani. In the 8 o'clock hour, you're going to hear from Sid, uh, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, uh, Brian Kilmeade, Judge Jeanine Pirro. And for those that are fans of uh, music radio, WABC, there's no greater icon than Cousin Brucey. He's going to be calling in this Thanksgiving at 9. Uh, legendary broadcast journalist Bill O'Reilly, he's going to be calling in in the 9 o'clock hour. My colleague and friend Joe Piscopo will be here. Uh, calling in Cindy Adams, Larry Kudlow, Greg Kelly. It's going to be an action-packed four hours. Now, John, what do you do after the show? Do you go home and have dinner with Margot and the, and the kids? Well, or? I had a rough night. I didn't sleep that well. <laughs> you don't have to I, tell me, man. I understand, uh, you know, you, you guys had a few problems in the studio, and I was uh, up uh, listening and trying to get it running. Uh, at one point, I was going to call the police. I, th- I figured, <laughs> <laughs> you know... My a friend of mine, a listener, wrote to me. Uh, must have been aliens that were interfering, but uh, we got through it. That's the uh, well, the operative part. What I what I do is uh, uh, I'm working this morning, which I, I, I I'm glad to do, uh, and I'm going to be going home after the show. And um, uh, there's a uh, I think a Thanksgiving lunch. Nice. Well, and my daughter is coming with with her boyfriend, uh, and my son is coming, and. Uh, my wife, me, uh, and my, uh, my daughter's boyfriend's uh, parents have, have flown in from uh, Florida to be with us. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. And their cousins were supposed to come, too, uh, but uh, they're in o- o- Orlando, and they got COVID. And oh, boy. We lost them. Do you think this is going to be a tough year with COVID and the flu and RSV? Last December was very tough, but other than that, it seems like people have kind of gotten over it and gotten back to normal life. Do you think we'll see a lot of this? I think back to normal life. And uh, the other day, I was uh, uh, Mr. Bula uh, from Pfizer got COVID, and he's had four vaccines, and he's got the best care in the world. Mm. So uh, this is... Uh, my, my particular, uh, opinion is you gotta keep your, uh, vitamins up. You gotta keep your immune system up. Uh, vitamin D3, uh, is very important. Uh, uh, vitamin, uh, uh, you're having zinc because zinc, uh, makes the other vitamins work, uh, work harder. Uh, if you keep your immune system up and your vitamin D is, uh, on a scale of one to a hundred, uh, 20 is the minimum, uh, 50 is recommended. Uh, if you have a, a immune system of a vitamin D3 of 50, you won't get COVID. Well, I, um, one issue I want to ask you about, and I appreciate the zinc tip, uh, but I've seen the kind of table that Margot sets. I mean, she caters, uh, for, you know, an army and she, she has very discerning taste, but, a lot of people are going to find themselves in a position today where they're with friends, with relatives, 
and they want to fight about politics and people end up disagreeing about politics. And I want to ask you about this because for a long time you were in a mixed marriage. And I'm not talking about Greek, non-Greek. You were a Democrat and you were married to Margo, a Republican. Margo is from Indiana. They're right of a till of the hunt. <laughs> so and I, I'm, listen, basically, I'm a middle of the road person. Right, well, so am I. And I, I, yeah. But um, how do you, how do you, any advice for people when they're meeting with cousins, uncles, nephews, siblings today, and they have opposite politics? First of all, you don't argue. Mm-hmm. Second of all, if you have a position, you try to make it sound, uh, you know, it's common sense. And, and say, look, uh, for, for instance, uh, uh, that time uh, a week before the election, I met with Governor Hochul and um, right across the street. Uh, and it was one-on-one. And I said to her, look, there's eight and a half million people in New York City. And the, the police commissioner has said on our show is 3,000 repeat violent criminals, repeat violent criminals, not once in a blue moon. Not, I don't care about the person that comes in and steals a loaf of bread. But repeat violent criminals, for whom do the bells toll? Who are we defending? The eight and a half million citizens that, that want to be safe or the 3,000 violent criminals? And, and we have one arrest, two arrests, three arrests, four arrests. At what point do you say enough is enough? Uh, yeah, as far as your, your first point about not needing to argue, but you can have just conversations with a common sense perspective, that is one of the things that I've come to really enjoy about the Cats at Night show. Uh, and, you know, I'm not trying to sound patronizing, but it's really the only hour in all of radio that is totally unpredictable. You never know who's going to call in. We have common sense Democrats and we have common sense Republicans, you know. Uh, Judge Weinberg has been a lifelong Democrat. Yeah, he's more he's conservative than most Republicans. Uh, I hear a lot of and, his and, comments. And uh, then we have uh, Craig Eaton, uh, Craig Ed Eaton Cox. the Democrat, uh, Ed Cox, uh, Peter King. Yeah, Governor uh, And then on, on the other side, uh, on, on the Republican, and on the other side, we also have Governor Patterson and uh, – he has a lot of common sense. Well, and as a great guest, and what I was going to say is, you know, if there's somebody that you like politically and somebody you don't like, you know, it's a good mix of people. And I think it forces people to be exposed to other points of view that they might not ordinarily yeah, I mean, hear. And, and I got some criticism uh, because Governor Cuomo called me. I know him. I know his. I knew his father for a long time, and he and Dominic, you know him too. And he says, John. Yes. I have a new podcast. I want to go on and talk about it. I'm, of course, I'm going to give him the, uh, you know, the come up and come on and talk about it. And um, uh, I went to a, um, uh, we, 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 with Larry Kudlow, we have these dinners uh, with uh, a lot of journalists uh, sometimes. Is that the Committee to Unleash Prosperity? Yes, yes, with uh, Steve Moore, Steve, Steve Moore, Forbes. And, yeah, Steve Forbes. And this one woman, and I had uh, Anthony Weiner on uh, on something, and she said, she starts criticizing me. There's 60 people there. She starts criticizing me. I said, ma'am, if you want to go put your head in, in the sand and not want to know what both sides are thinking, go ahead and put your head, your head in the sand. But what me, what I want is to be able to understand both sides and then decide. And that's what we're telling our college kids. Our college kids uh, sometimes are, are blocking out the other side. And 
the purpose of going to college is to be able to to learn about both sides and and, and then make your own decision. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've gotten that same criticism for guests. I have Dominic from time to time. You get it about putting certain callers on the air. But I really do think that's the key is to at least expose yourself to all points of view and challenge your own assumptions about certain things. Exactly. And maybe learn about why someone believes differently than you believe. Exactly. That's that's what you try to do. That's what I try to do. That's what our big boss, John Katsimatidis, uh, does. We we believe in hearing all sides. And yep. then at the end of the day, you form your own opinion. But you can't form your a, a, a good opinion if you don't hear all sides of the argument. Yeah. Uh, I want to definitely give a shout-out to uh, everybody that's working today, especially uh, police officers, firefighters, sanitation. Amen. They may have to do Amen. a lot of extra work because of the parade. Uh, but also everybody that's volunteering today. I know a lot of folks are going to be volunteering at soup kitchens and different places throughout the day today, and uh, we, they're doing you know great what it comes stuff, down great to? work comes down to being productive versus just existing. Uh, I went to uh, our Brooklyn Tech dinner uh, last Saturday night, and um, uh, a lot of my friends, and don't forget, we've been together since, uh, uh, I I guess, uh, the freshman in high school, since 14 years old, and so we know each other for 58, 60 years. And one guy says to me, I'm retiring. I said, what are you going to do? Stay home and vegetate? (laughs) You know, uh, to me, retirement is if you, if you have nothing to do, I think there's a reason that your body's going to turn off and you're going to go, you're going to die. You know, there was an article about that. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I went to Hank Greenberg's office for luncheon, uh, last Wednesday. And he's 97 or 98 years old. He comes to the office three, four days a week. That's great. I'm not surprised to hear that. It's it wonderful. Keep you sharp. Yeah, I mean, to me, there's a person that wants to be productive. And the reason you, your brain stays alive, the reason your body stays alive is because you're productive. You're not just, you know, we're, we're going to put you out on the farm, you know. We're going to put you out in the farm. Uh, no, what do you do? I, I completely agree with you. There's been a lot of um, articles written about President Trump's age and about President Biden's age. And obviously, they're both they both were at one point the oldest president ever to take the oath. And uh, a lot of folks are uh, raising some concerns about about, you know, their age. But uh, I think if you look at the schedules they're keeping, that really is the key to kind of, uh, I don't know, staying sharp is staying busy, right? Well, I'm not sure. I think President Trump was uh, was busy all the time. Uh, the, the, the one president I had a lot of, I spent a lot of time with was President Clinton. He 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 went to three o'clock in the morning and got up at five. I mean, just about. He still does, right? Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's very very productive. Uh, uh, President Trump, I, I don't know his exact schedule, but he, he worked very hard. How did you and President Clinton meet each other? I've always been curious about that. Well, it's a funny thing you ask. Uh, uh, I was, um, was I a Republican or a, a Democrat? <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I was the middle of the road guy uh, because at that time, uh, Dukakis ran. And even though uh, uh, President Bush was a friend, 
And uh, at that time, under President H.W. Bush, uh, we helped build Camp, uh, the, the chapel at Camp David. Uh, and I was very close to uh, President Bush. That, at that time, the, the Archbishop uh, of our church, who uh, is our leader in our Greek Orthodox Church, uh, says to me, uh, you gotta take the leadership on, uh, uh, on Mike Dukakis because he's Greek. I said, oh, okay. I mean, you know, what do you say? You know, okay. Uh, but, uh, and I, I took the leadership and we raised a lot of money, uh, in the Greek community, uh, for President, uh, not President, no, almost President Dukakis. Don't you remember? Dominic, you're as old, you're not as old as me. You're much younger than me, but I remember he was like 20 points ahead in August. Yes. And yes. then, and then the tank. Right. The, what, was this 88? Yes. 88. 88, yes. 88. Yeah. Yes. They say not only the tank photo with the helmet hurt him, but it was said that the answer that he gave during the debate about the death penalty really hurt him. It, it contributed well, that to the notion well, like he was out of touch. And about his wife. Right. Uh, and uh, they asked him the question about hey, if this guy murdered your wife, uh, you know, and he gave some. You know, tip- tiptoeing through the tulip stands. Yeah, it's it's so funny what changes presidential campaigns. Now, Dukakis, before that answer or before that photo, was no better or worse qualified to be president. But it's just how you rise to the occasion at times. Uh, there's the Bill Clinton, I feel your pain moments. And then there's the George oh. Bush, look at your watch moments. Uh, well, Bill Clinton came from uh, from Arkansas and uh, Jimmy Carter came from Atlanta. You know, uh, 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 Jimmy Carter... Uh, was supposedly the worst president, but you no, know, he made a few bad decisions. But he was an Annapolis graduate, and he was loyal to the United States of America. Yeah, he's definitely one of those guys you know, who, whose post presidency has been much better than he's ninety six years president. old. God bless him; still pretty sharp, still pretty sharp. And uh, I mean, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in some of the things uh, President Biden is doing. Let me ask this question. Yes. I know it's a lighter day. Yes, it's a light day. It, it's a light know, day. We're, we're not, we're just. Yeah, we're just chatting. We're just chatting. How do we say? Shooting the crap. There yeah. we go. So I want you guys, maybe you can explain this to me because I'm confused. And I discussed this uh, at midnight a few hours ago. Where did this dominance come from on the use of pronouns? Because the suspect uh, in the shooting um, uh, the the first shooting that occurred, um, the Club Q shooting. Yes, it is now non-binary, and newspaper articles are referring to him as they and them. And I, where did this come from? I just think it's from La La Land. I, I you know, I don't know where it came from. Um, I, I, I firmly believe there's an outside influence that's making it happen. Because I'll give you an example. Uh, me and my son, when uh, I forget who was running for president, Jeb Bush was running for president, and we got invited to a breakfast. And uh, Jeb is a, a partner of ours in a couple of real, real estate deals. And so, you know, we're going to go to breakfast. So me and my son go to the Hilton Hotel. It's about 7.30 in the morning. And there's a guy there with posters and... Ten other people to pick at the fact that we're going to a breakfast with Jeff Bush. <laughs> now, these people got up at seven o'clock in the morning. Wow! Somebody printed the posters, and somebody created created that event. 
this is a paid event. In other words, they 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 didn't go there because they didn't like Jeb Bush. They probably don't even know Jeb Bush. But it's for for uh, New York One to pick it up, or mm. CBS to pick it up, or somebody to pick it up, and all over television. Oh my God, they're anti. Uh, there's anti Bush signs going up. There is a lot of media that's created. Oh. Is that, uh, is that Joe Piscopal singing? <laughs> <laughs> is he working today? Uh, hey, uh, I saw him on Fox this morning, and uh, he's calling into uh, this show around 9. Gentlemen, I am going to wish both of you a happy Thanksgiving. I'm going to be listening to you on my way out to Long Island, and uh, hope both of your families have a great time. And uh, it's really great to be able to work with both of you on a daily basis. Thank you. Well, Frank, uh, you had a tough night. Go home. <laughs> Why don't you sleep a couple hours instead of schlepping all the way to Rhode Island? <laughs> well, my wife's I mean, going to drive. Did your wife beat you up? <laughs> I figured when you, know, when you said that uh, you work from home, I figured your wife really beat you up at that point. There are days, John. There are days. I mean, Let you me know, tell you. I don't beat you up as well as, uh, as Curtis does. But, yeah. It's true. I can handle it. And I, I heard you this morning saying that uh, Rachel was not happy with you over the leaves, that you put them out and they yeah, didn't yeah. take them. The sanitation and department is killing it. By the way, I did get an update. If people are curious, uh, sanitation is not picking up leaves until November 27th all over New York City. So, people, if they're similarly situated, that's the story there. Okay. Uh, happy okay. Thanksgiving, gentlemen, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody listening. Uh, we'll be looking forward to hearing uh, Curtis Lewa, Sid Rosenberg, Anthony Weiner, Governor Patterson, Rudy Giuliani, Dick Morris, and more. Thanks, okay. gentlemen. Go home. Take care, Rachel. And happy birthday. Thank you. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And good morning. John Katsimatidis in. I'm Dominic Carter. Good morning, Mr. Katsimatidis. Good morning, good morning. And I'll tell you, it's still dark outside and... Uh, I wonder what time sunrise is these days. I'm not sure, but I love this song. I love this song. It, it's a beautiful song, and it just it just picks up the spirit on this Thanksgiving. The parade, uh, they are setting up. They are ready to go. How many times have you been to the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Well, you know, the first time I had a backache, I, my, my kids used to go to the parade all the time, um, and and my daughter insisted I bring her back from the parade. She didn't want to walk, so I put her on my shoulders. Oh, boy. And I walked for about a half a mile on, with her on my shoulders. Guess what? I had a backache for three weeks. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And then uh, my, my son uh, was in a carriage. He would throw my son out of the carriage and take charge of the carriage, even though she was two years older. <laughs> But the parade was always beautiful, and uh, uh, we always looked forward to a, uh, a a beautiful day with the sun shining. A little bit chilly, uh, but um, Macy's does a great job, and uh, it I does, know. it does. And knock on wood, it seems like things are back to normal. It seems that way. It seems that way. Uh, you still hear stories about China. They're locking down this city. They're locking down that city. Well, the big difference is uh, 
after they found out they, there was a problem in twenty uh, in twenty twenty, they kept those airline flights coming in from Wahoon straight to New York, straight to Italy, for three weeks afterwards, even though they shut them down, they shut them down to going around the rest of China. So if you're shutting them down to go to the rest of China, why are you keeping them open to going to the rest of the world? It raises and a lot of suspicion. Yes. That was the problem. And the famous interview I did with Dr. Fauci, uh, where uh, he uh, was on my show at the end of January 2020, and I know everybody had it on, uh, uh, replaying it on, on Fox and all over the place. And I asked Dr. Fauci, is it a problem? And he said, no, there's no problem. Now, either, he, you know, the Chinese were his friends for 20 years, and if a friend tells you there's no problem, either he was conned by the Chinese, or either he knew and didn't, I mean, I, I would find it hard to believe that he knew and wouldn't say anything. What do you I, think, I, 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 I agree with that. I'm thinking about it as 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 you're stating this, uh, Mr. Katsimatidis. Maybe giving him the benefit of, of the doubt, maybe he was kind, but something definitely went on. It was it it hurt the whole world. It threw the whole world's economy into a tizzy. Uh, the, the the Fed had to go to work and and and, and try to help out people. You know, I, I want to ask you something that you are in. Dominic Carter here. We are in for Sid, for, in for the Bernie and Sid morning show. One of the only live morning radio shows, and it's right here on Talk Radio 77 well, WABC. It's a holiday, and WABC, it's always live. Most of our shows, 90% of our shows this weekend are live. And... That's the difference between us and the other guys, uh, where uh, there's somebody to talk to. There's somebody to listen to. And uh, it isn't just another tape uh, playing. Right, right, literally. Well, coming up at 635, Curtis Lewa is going to be joining us. But a question that I have for you, Mr. Katsimatidis. So I went on a rant that I walked into a... Um, a stop and shop or a shop right up by me in Rockman County and Hellman's mayonnaise was almost $7, right? And so now I see they have a sale. I stopped by stop and shop in New City the other day. It was on sale for $3.99. Why is mayonnaise so expensive? Is it because they simply can charge that much? The national brands. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, I joke, I used to joke around about Oreo cookies and, and, uh, Cindy Adams loves animal crackers and uh, oh. uh, and Malamars. Uh, national brands, people remember that name, and and companies like Nabisco, they just they charge what they charge. And uh, I'm not sure it's ever it slowed down the volume. Uh, if Malamars, if you wanted Malamars and they were five ninety nine or they were seven ninety nine. I guess we would still buy them. Right, right, right. I want you to tell me, Mr. Katsimatidis, um, I was fortunate enough to attend the turkey giveaway. And I know you don't really talk about a lot of this stuff, but I just want to do so for a couple of minutes because you gave away an awful lot of turkeys. And at this one church the other day, uh, a famous church right there on 30th uh, Street, 
Um, yes, with you, uh, St. Francis Pantries, uh, yes. Joe Sano and Father Francis yes, was there. Yes, And, and they're, they're the organizers. We we make contributions, a, a lot of contributions. I know Bank America made some contributions. Uh, and the Gristini stores and D'Agostino stores, uh, their, customer, their customers could go in and say, we'll make a $1 contribution or $5 contribution. So it's a joint effort to put this together. And we gave away, what was it, 11,000 turkeys? At that one location alone, yeah. there, there were a few hundred people. And and I'm told that this is a citywide program. It's a citywide program, and uh, Father Francis says that uh, uh, we're 175,000 people. We're going to be able to eat. That's a lot of people, 175,000. And and it it puts things in perspective because we all complain about the ins and outs of life, and the people were so unassuming and so patient, and it, it was just humbling to be there and be part of something like that. And to, to hear that it was a citywide program that was being done uh, throughout the five boroughs or throughout the city. Well, the people that that did well or or are still in business, and, you know, so many people in business, some people went out of business. Uh, like I said that day, uh, we, we have to help contribute to helping people that, that are not doing as well as we are. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, we're going to be doing the lighter side today, talking to The all... lighter side. Today is Thanksgiving Day, and we're not going to talk about Ukraine. We're not going to talk about Russia. You know, I hope they're celebrating. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I actually I feel bad for the people of Ukraine. I feel bad for the people of Russia. You know why, Don? Go, go ahead. I think one of the most honest presidents we had was Dwight Eisenhower. And you remember what Dwight Eisenhower said? Beware of the vast military complex. What was it? Something like that. Mm-hmm. And the fact is the vast military complex, like Cheney, was associated, when he was vice president, he was associated with that company that sells guns. I forget the name of the company. Yeah, it, it, it escapes me, but we all know the company. Yeah. And some of these people, all they care about is how many bullets are we going to sell? How many guns are we going to sell? Uh, how many missiles are we going to sell? And uh, meanwhile, the leadership of whether it's uh, Ukraine or whether it's Russia sends these people out to die. And that is exactly what happens. Yeah. And they die. And, 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 and if you say no to Putin, I'm not going to go to war, they shoot you. Right. You you have no choice. You have no choice. So these they, they, these people are suffering in 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 the world, and, and it's just. I wish we had a better world. That's all I, I can think of. The one thing that uh, uh, I had a dinner party for uh, the Hungarian consulate during UN Week, and uh, one of the uh, the foreign ministers at that time said uh, from Hungary, "You know what he said? Uh, if President Trump." was still president, Putin would not have the courage to go into the Ukraine. And I agree with that a thousand percent. And what happened in Afghanistan, we turned over $85 billion worth of American equipment. We just left it and left. At the airport. Yeah. 
It's it's it. There's no way anyone can give a rational explanation for that. And that is something that should, in my opinion, be investigated by Congress. The weakness, the weakness that we showed in Afghanistan. Putin says, well, they got the Chinese got Afghanistan. Why? I'll take Ukraine. Right. And so the the music's in the background and it's such a pleasant day. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. John Tatsimatidis here on the morning show live on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm Dominic Carter. We will be right back. How does the song go? The heart and soul of New York City. She's a New York City girl. Love is just a passing word. I love this song. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. John Katsimatidis will be right back. When he dropped you off at East 85. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. <laughs> Well, happy Thanksgiving. We're back. Uh, Dominic Carter, John Katzmatidis, and we're here working uh, on uh, Thanksgiving. So you folks out there, you million folks out there, we don't want you to be alone. We're here to talk to you, and we may take some calls later on, too, because I want to know what you guys are thinking. And uh, who's coming up? We have Curtis Lee coming up. Exactly, Mr. Katzmatidis. We're going to have all the WABC personalities and stars coming up throughout this program, filtered in and out. But we start with Curtis Lewa. Is Curtis on yet? I'm here. I'm here, Curtis. John and Dominic. <laughs> Tell us, you know, last night on the Cats at Night show, you came on. You told us about uh, all the balloons uh, being blown up on, on the west side of Manhattan for the Macy's Parade. And uh, how's it going today? Well, I'm out here on 86 in Central Park West. This is where uh, the bands are entering. So these are bands that have come from mostly the heartland of the country, you know, from Iowa, Indiana. Uh, they planned all year long to come here and to march in the annual Thanksgiving Day Parade. So they're all, you know, they're all excited. They're all, it's like their first trip to New York City, and I'm talking to them, some of them know me from having seen me on TV across the nation. So it's been a good morning so far. And I can't wait to come in after you two guys, uh, uh, John and Dominic, and uh, talk to all the people out there from about 10 to 1 today live. There's a lot of shut-ins. A lot of people are not going to be with family. And you, you know what their you're, family you're, is. You're replacing, you're replacing me and Dominic. Me and Dominic go, go home at 10 o'clock, and you come in at 10 o'clock and work at 1 o'clock. So our WABC listeners don't are here for a live show. Nobody's alone. That's correct. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I've done this during the holidays, both during Christmas and Thanksgiving. You'd be surprised at all the people who have nowhere to go, who have no family. But they know they have a family and a friend in WABC. And, John, ever since you and Margot purchased the station, there's no best of, it's only live and local. That's the way radio, talk radio, should always be. Uh, absolutely correct. And what time do you think the parade starts today? Uh, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. So the bands, they're just going through their formations now. You know, they're jittery, they're nervous. Some of these young uh, teenagers, 
first time that they've ever performed before a crowd like this, you can imagine. In the big city. Yeah, but they're used to performing Friday nights at high school games back in their town. So this is, like, really big for them. We take it for granted because we live here. But this is like – this is like the biggest thing uh, in their entire life, and it's what America is all about. The Thanksgiving Day Parade brings us all together. It's become a national parade, Dominic. Absolutely. It wasn't always a national parade. Uh, but, but, but it's but it become is a now. national parade. It, it, it is now. Now, Curtis, you know that I love you, right? You know that I love you. But, Curtis, it's 640 a.m. You've got a three-hour radio show to do today. What are you doing out at the parade at 640 a.m.? Oh, but why would I Why would I not want to be with people who want to be in New York City? We have so many people now who want to leave New York City. I want to hang out with people who actually want to come to New York City. I mean, this is the greatest feeling in the world, Dominic and John. To be in a place, we're not talking about politics. We're not talking about crime, homeless, any of the normal issues. We're just talking about America. We're talking about New York City and how Thanksgiving brings people together. When I was a kid, they had Thanksgiving Day parades on TV in Philadelphia. They had them on Detroit. They're all gone. The only one that's left is the Macy's Day Parade. And we we need to be all proud of that because that's something unique. That's something that's ours. That's something that nobody else has. Well, the the circus is gone. You know, I miss the circus. I I used to take my kids to the circus, Dominic. and We uh, all miss it. Uh, the, the circus is gone. That they're trying to get rid of the horses in Central Park. I mean, who is changing? Who is trying to change New York, Curtis? Oh well, the woke crowd. The woke crowd. They'll probably find something to be opposed to at Thanksgiving today. I will tell you a quick story. Years ago, when Anthony, my oldest son, was very young. Uh, we took him to watch the parade from one of the apartments along Central Park West, a friend of ours. The place was packed, so I went out in the hallway, and he started to slide down the banister. Well, he slid down the banister, and he lost control, and he died, and he was right at the feet of Brooke Shields and her child. And she looks up at me, and she goes, Curtis, what kind of a father are you? <laughs> you stood on a banister like that. Oh, and what did you say to Brooke Shields? That was not a good Thanksgiving. That was not a good Thanksgiving. I certainly heard it later on from Anthony's mother all day long. But, felt, but what did I you felt, say to respond? Nothing. I was stunned. It was Brooke Shields. <laughs> I, you know, what are you going to say? You know, Blue Lagoon, New Jersey and me. Remember with Tom Kane, what am I going to say? Oh, I was humiliated. I felt that day I didn't have turkey. I had capon, a castrated rooster, because that's what I felt like. So, Curtis, what's the mood uh, out there this morning, uh, the parade? You said you're at, what, 79th? What, where did you say you're at again? I'm at 86, which 86. is where they let you in. So you work your way down towards where the balloons and the floats are by the Museum of Natural History, where I was yesterday, the mood is euphoric because the weather couldn't be any better. It's not warm, but it's not too cold, and there's no wind. And as you know, the biggest threat to any Thanksgiving Day parade is the wind because of the balloons. Yes. So you couldn't ask for any better weather. Well, I'm looking forward to someday we have a Curtis Sliwa uh, balloon uh, floating (laughs) down uh, Central Park West. 
Yeah, well, you know, all, all my enemies, uh, John, will be throwing darts at that balloon so that I don't make it down to Macy's Hell now, at the end of the break. I understand. You know, miss- I understand you're going to have dinner with uh, Eric Adams? Uh, I don't know about that, John. <laughs> I don't know There's about that. There's a rumor that. like that. that uh, Todd Shapiro says to me, I set up dinner with Eric Adams. Yeah. I had him on a phone call with Curtis Lee. Were you on a phone call with him? Uh, uh, very briefly, very briefly. But you know how Todd is. Uh, we will see, as they say. Uh, oh, so wait, see. wait, 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 Curtis. So you had a conversation with Mayor Adams? See, you got secrets very coming briefly. out. Oh, wow. Look very at that. Briefly. Look at that. Well, enjoy the parade, Curtis. Have a great day at the parade, and uh, I'll see you at 10 o'clock. Definitely. Take care. Curtis Lee, we're joining us. We have a lot coming up and we this have Dr. morning. Dr. Peter Michalos, our in-house doctor, in-house uh, ophthalmologist, in-house science person, and today our in-house historian. And he's wonderful, and he's coming up right after this commercial break. Yes. Okay, we'll be right back. John Catamatini's The Morning Show. I'm Dominic Carter. We'll be right back, folks. Good morning, and happy Thanksgiving. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Burning and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, we're back. This is John Katsimatidis. Uh, i got to come up with a nickname. They used to call me Catman. I don't know. What do you think? I uh, Why Catman? I don't know. I'm, I'm Cat. Okay, well, yeah, cats and matitis. So we'll take it. We'll take it. You know, I mean, uh, Catman taking care of Metropolis. Okay. Batman taking care of... (laughs) (laughs) We we, we were joking around when I was running for mayor in 2013. Well, we'll we'll take it, Mr. Cats and matitis. And and, and in my opinion, you should have won that race. But, you know, people decided elsewhere. I lost to Rudy. Because oh, Rudy right. was running Lotus campaign. That's right. That's right. Yep. That's right. That's right. Calling in now, we have our in-house genius at WABC. He gives us medical advice. He gives us uh, uh, advice in science. Today, Dr. Peter Mihalos is a historian. Good morning, Peter. Happy Thanksgiving. Good morning. Great to be with the Cats Lighter Side Morning Show. And today we're going to talk about uh, uh, the amazing history of our country. And Thanksgiving is really uh, about unity. And when you look about the history, when it became an official national holiday was 1863 with President Lincoln. And the reason why he did it was thought at the time was an attempt to bring peace and unity to the country when we were in the throes of the uh, Civil War. And uh, traditionally, uh, Thanksgiving was actually celebrated mid-October, and there was actually a woman behind the Thanksgiving celebration and pushing it to legalize it, and her name was Sarah Joseph Hale, H-A-L-E, and she was lobbying to make it a national holiday since 1827. And Lincoln assigned it to be in the last Thursday of November. Why? Because he wanted it to coincide with the dates the Pilgrims first landed back in Massachusetts, and that's why it was chosen to be on that Thursday historically. And interestingly, the 1621 first Thanksgiving dinner, they probably really didn't have turkey at the time. 
It was actually more lobsters and swans than the Indians brought uh, deer uh, from the historical facts that we find. And the uh, other interesting fact was that in 1924 was the first uh, Thanksgiving uh, Macy's uh, parade. And uh, they actually didn't have a, a lot of balloons and things, but what they had were actually live bears, elephants, camels, and monkeys in the parade, including uh, music bands and puppets, and they even had Santa Claus. And well, the what other year was that? The Macy's, the first Macy's parade was... 1924. 1924, my wow. God. And the, wow. And the tradition of You know, we're coming up on 100 years. Absolutely. 98 years this year. We got to celebrate. And the other fascinating thing is the association between Thanksgiving and football. And that all started in 1876 when Yale and Princeton played the first football game on Thanksgiving. And that's where the tradition of football and Thanksgiving began. And another fascinating thing that came out of Thanksgiving was that in 1953, they um, had so much leftover poultry and turkey, 260 tons of it that a company named Swanson actually said, what are we going to do with all this poultry? So they froze it in aluminum trays, and Swanson started. The first TV dinners were started because of Thanksgiving, and they sold them for 98 cents a tray. They marketed it, and they sold $10 million of these frozen dinners over the next three months after Thanksgiving in 1953. And the other fascinating piece of history was that the bird uh, that was supposed to be our American national bird was not the bald eagle. Ben Franklin was actually pushing for the turkey to be turkey? our national. Yes, he wanted. He said it was a much more dignified uh, bird was the turkey, and that's what Ben Franklin was pushing for. That the, imagine having turkeys on our dollar bills instead of the bald eagle. But the interesting history is that uh, the Byzantine Empire, which lasted for uh, over uh, a thousand years, had the bold, double-sided bald eagle as its uh, symbolic uh, figure. But Ben Franklin wanted the turkey. So I thought that was another piece of uh, very interesting history. And the other interesting thing was in 1939, President Franklin Roosevelt tried to move Thanksgiving a week earlier so that they would increase the length of the shopping holiday to help us ease out of the depression. But there was a lot of uh, backlash. And in 1941, he said, okay, we'll go back to the uh, last Thursday of the month, like Lincoln did in the original first national holiday of Thanksgiving in 1863. So there you have it. Lots of interesting uh, history on uh, Thanksgiving. And we have to be grateful to our founding fathers. Well, and uh, You talk about the Byzantine... Country. You talk about the Byzantine Empire, a thousand years old. I am seriously worried that the United States of America will make it to uh, 2076, which will be 300 years old. Uh, I mean, with all the with all the stuff going on today. Yeah, well, good people have to always get together and keep fighting for the ideals. And as we say on WABC, you know, truth, justice, and the American way. And our founding fathers made a lot of sacrifices to make this happen. There's no perfect situation, but still it's the best place in the whole world. And we have to continue to fight for, uh, you know, our freedoms and our freedom of speech and our freedom to uh, continue to uh be productive and uh, live our lives and take care of our children and grandchildren. Like John always says on the show, we don't worry about us as much, but we worry about our children and our grandchildren. And we have to, you know, stop uh, 
poison, you know, poison them with the drugs that are out there and things like that, and we have to focus on well, positive Dr. things last and night, getting uh, better. Dr. Michalos was on, uh, and we got to keep it on the light side, on um, it's been proven by some study uh, that uh, uh, people that smoke marijuana, it hurts their what? It hurts their sperm, or what? What was that? Yeah, there's, there's damaging. There's epigenetic damage to sperm that they've shown it can be generational. But the on uh, a positive and note, those are, those are, those are the uh, people that uh, possibly have kids that have. Uh, yeah, there's a gene associated with autism that gets affected by the marijuana. But they, on the positive note, they showed that if you uh, want to conceive, you abstain for 77 days, and that when you uh, try to conceive then that you uh, the sperm then has less problems and less issues and less epigenetic changes and this is out of the Duke University study this is in my opinion this is just facts published by the Duke University Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology and also that once that sperm is affected by marijuana it can be generational and it can affect not only your children your grandchildren but it gets passed on but again, it's just we're, we just want to protect people, and we just want to warn tell people, us, just like cigarettes. Before smoking. we have to take a break, tell us what you're doing on Thanksgiving, and and how uh, I, you're a doctor. You're always on standby. Well, we're, we celebrate Thanksgiving every year out here in the our, uh, in, uh, in the church, and uh, what we do is uh, I actually help sponsor that every year and contribute towards it and we uh, feed a lot of people who don't have somewhere to go and we also invite all the law enforcement and emergency service personnel in our area when they have a break when they're working on that day to come by and we feed them and we give them their turkey to go and whatever they need and other organizations our friend zach from 75 maine is also uh feeding a bunch of people at another church and uh, cooking uh tons of, you know, lots of food for many, many people who don't have somewhere to go. So we, we try to, it's about sharing, it's about being together and uh, celebrating the greatness of America, this uh, wonderful country that we live in, and uh, just being good to each other and, uh, and being, being positive and, and helpful and enjoying the visit on the planet, as my 93-year-old patient said, kid, it ain't no dress rehearsal. Enjoy it the first time around, so we all want to celebrate this wonderful day together, and uh, we're grateful that WABC is open live, unlike other uh, media outlets with uh, repeats. We're always live and giving people real information from the front lines and trying to keep people healthy and positive and uh, moving forward. So, Doctor, let me go back to two points that you made. So, one, you're telling us that the annual Thanksgiving Day football tradition didn't start with the Giants, Cowboys. They're playing, I believe, at 4 o'clock today. It didn't start with them, huh? That's one question. 1876, Yale versus Princeton, the first Thanksgiving football game that was played in the United States and began the tradition of Thanksgiving and football. Wow. And, and it's, also another interesting apple pie was number one, and number two is pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving from the time of its inception. And so Swanson's, Swanson's frozen. And there's 1953 when they had left over 260 tons of, of turkeys left, and they said, what are we going to do with this? So somebody came up with the idea, let's get some aluminum trays, let's put some uh, potatoes in there, beans, throw in the extra turkey and put it in these frozen frozen containers we're going to start a marketing campaign and we're going to sell it for 98 cents a tray 
and they sold 10 million of the first frozen dinners, and that was the birth of the frozen dinner industry. Wow. Look at that, 99 cents. Yeah, a lot of uh, history. And also going back to the first Thanksgiving in 1621, it was really also a celebration of religious freedom because people wanted to practice uh, their form of Christianity the way they, they did. And that's why people actually came and started this whole uh, idea of coming to a new world because they wanted to have freedom from kings and from dictators. And uh, they actually cooperated with the Indians very well. The first 10 years, the Indian chief and the pilgrims got along great. But then when the Indian chief died and the son took over, that's when they started having some tension and friction. But apparently the first 10 years were very, very cooperative and blissful, and everybody got along just fine. And they had these uh, wonderful uh, feasts together and celebrating and uh, celebrated in peace. Well, well, that's wonderful news. I mean, uh, it's something, you know, Thanksgiving, every, I think, I, does anybody criticize Thanksgiving? I mean, Thanksgiving is something to be thankful about. I, I would hope not, but but they find a reason to criticize everything. So We but, have to celebrate what we have in common. Well, there th- you this go. year we're celebrating life because all of there us that go. are alive, and that, that's a great celebration. Dr. Peter Michalos, have a great uh, uh, Thanksgiving and if you eat too much turkey, it'll put you to sleep. Don't forget. Now we're going to stick to Cash Light morning show. <laughs> Have a great day. Have a great day. John Katsimatidis uh, here in on the morning show live on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And Dominic, thank you for being with us. And it's an honor to be here with you. Coming up, we have Dick Morris, Rita Cosby, Bill O'Reilly, Governor David Patterson, Anthony Weiner, and topping off the hour, Rudy Giuliani. All coming up on this Thanksgiving Day, 2022. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. I, I love music in the morning, Dominic. And and it's a beautiful song, and it's a beautiful day, and we are blessed, Mr. Katzimatini. And, and the sun is starting to come up. I see it here on 3rd Avenue, and uh, and uh, it's going to be a beautiful day. It is the Macy's Day Parade. Sid has the day off. John Katzimatini's here on the morning show live on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm Dominic Carter, and we are going to be taking your telephone calls uh, throughout the hour as well as the guests that we have coming up. So let's start out this morning, Mr. Katsimatidis, in Rhode Island. Let's say good morning to Monique on this Thanksgiving Day morning. Good morning, ma'am. What's on your mind? Good morning. Uh, I was calling to on Thanksgiving uh, to thank Mr. Katsimatidis for the way, sir, you re- manage your radio station. Uh, many news and media outlets uh, seek to promote an agenda that requires a denial of truth and reality and persistent lies. But you allow all your talk show hosts across the spectrum, Bernie and Sid, show James Golden, Rita Cosby, Rudy Giuliani, everybody, to speak the truth on your radio station. And that, that is vitally important, both on, in principle and in tackling the problems that we face as a country. Well, you know, I, I, I come to work on... on... Uh, at this age, and when I, I, you might have heard me, if some of my friends were retiring, that I went to the Brooklyn Tech Center the other night, and uh, I said, "Retire? What's that? I mean, 
And, you know, and, and, and I told them the reason, one of the reasons I brought the WABC, I grew up with WABC, uh, and uh, we wanted to make it, it was always an iconic station, and we wanted to put it back up there at the top. And the first thing I did is hire back uh, Cousin Brucey. Well, Monique, we, we do thank you for that call, and we hope that you, hey, Monique, are you still there? Yes. Are, are you cooking this morning? Uh, well, I'm making desserts, actually, this morning. My okay. brother is kindly making the Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, so what are you making? I am making a, um apple and blueberry crumble. Mm. Apple and blueberry crumble. Mm. I like that crumble. I love that stuff. <laughs> it, it, so- it sounds delicious, Monique. We want you to enjoy this uh, Thanksgiving. And so, you, you know, Mr. Katzman TVs, I'm going to go to another call in a second, and then we're going to bring in our guests. But... Uh, now that I have you here, what what the thing that I always say about you and your wife, um, and 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 so this is straight up, and we haven't rehearsed this or anything, is that you have never the time that I've been here, you have never once sat me down or said anything to me about what topics I have to discuss on the show, or uh, what I have to say. All you have said to me is tell the truth. That's what, it, tell whatever that may be. Yep. And go ahead. And uh, I've listened to you at uh, midnight, uh, news at midnight with Dominic, and uh, and your ratings are super. You know why? Because you do tell the truth, and well, and people love that. And and thank you. I thank you and your wife for giving me the opportunity. And in a moment, we're going to be joined uh, by Rita Cosby, who's going to be uh, appearing on the program. And before before we get to Rita, I'm going to go to another call. Let's go to Frankie in Glendale on this Thanksgiving. Good morning, Frankie. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Monique and Dr. Michalos, uh, they took the wind out of my sails. I just want to say, Mr. Casabatidis, uh, wow, it's an honor to speak with you today. Uh, oh, thank you for calling yeah. in, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. You're a great American, and I want to thank you for also buying 77 WABC, turning it around by providing such quality programming. Uh, You know, 77 WABC radio definitely stands for true justice and the American way. So happy Thanksgiving, and God bless you in America. Thank you so much. Thank you, and enjoy the day. Thank you, Frankie, for that call. And Mr. Katsimatidis, we're going to be taking calls throughout the morning uh, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. But we are joined by our first guest this hour, who happens to be I, 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 guess, I guess we didn't find Dick Morris. He must be still sleeping. Well, we'll, we'll get a hold of him, we'll get a hold uh, of him. In, in a second. But we're joined by Rita this morning. Good morning, Rita. Good morning, guys. And, you know, Dick Morris may be sleeping, but Dom and I and John, we never sleep, and especially on Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, absolutely right. Uh, tell us that today is a beautiful day, and uh, Curtis is over, uh, up there with uh, uh, his son watching the uh, parade. Uh, and uh, what are you doing today, Rita? You know, I am actually going to watch the parade. I haven't been in New York City too much on Thanksgiving, so I'm actually going to watch it, too. And, John, it just brings back so many memories. I remember the other day you were also talking about 
um, some beautiful stories with you and AJ during the parade. And I think about it, too, as a young child, too, coming and watching the parade with my dad and my mom. So I'm going to be there. Um, I'm going to go probably to Central Park area. It's so pretty um, to be able to see that. And I already saw a whole bunch of balloons. And in fact, as you know, I do the late show there. Uh, Dom and I are always up there late. I saw a whole bunch of them setting up the balloons last night. Um, I think I saw one of the Power Rangers, and I think it was it looked like the Pillsbury Doughboy was being blown up. Um, so I can't wait to, like, actually see him in action. It's a beautiful day, and I'm also going to be with family and friends. And, uh, you know, to me, that's what Thanksgiving is all about. And, and both of you both know this. I just had a birthday recently, so I already feel like a stuffed turkey because my birthday was literally just a few days ago. Rita, I've never so. eaten so much pizza in my life. I oh must my, have I, eaten uh, 20 slices of pizza that night. I know, and, and me too. It's so funny between the pizza and between all the other stuff, I have had like maybe 20 birthday cakes, and, and both of you guys saw that cake that I got, that most incredible cake that I got. Um, so it's gonna, it's continuing. I think I'm going to like roll into Thanksgiving dinner today, but maybe it was a warm-up. Maybe my birthday was a warm-up for Thanksgiving. Absolutely. I remember uh, uh, taking my kids over to my friend uh, had a, an apartment at 25 Central Park West. Uh, Bruce Logan and his wife, Olga, and we used to uh, be able to look over his balcony at the parade, and, and the kids loved that, too. Yeah, and, and I have a friend who has a, like, right along the route, too, so I think I'm probably going to end up going there, which is even the best of all worlds, has a whole bunch of turkey, cranberry sauce, all that stuff, and watching the parade. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have any of the pumpkin, you know, wine coolers or anything like that. I don't think that's a good thing to have around 9 in the morning, especially uh, if I have to be back on the WABC tonight. Um, but it will be a great uh, front row seat. And there's something so special about tradition, um, about being with people you love. You know, I, I'm so thankful, both of you guys, this year, you know, for I feel so thankful, A, to work with both of you there at WABC at the greatest station in the world to also, you know, troops. You know, one of the things I want to also say, and I know our great WABC listeners are just so patriotic. I think so much of our troops who are in faraway lands today. And one of the things that I do often, and both of you know this, I, I love this group called Troopathon that I've done because we send care packages to troops. And especially I think about them this holiday season because there are men and women fighting literally on the front lines in harm's way uh, that especially during holiday times, it's a tough time. You know, we're lucky. We have family. We have friends. Um, but they are so far away and often don't hear from anybody. And, and to be able to send a care package and to say thank you for your help, I think about these guys who are in the middle of no man's land. Um, I was over in Afghanistan, and I remember going and visiting some of the troops. I've been over, you know, in the Middle East and other places, and I think about um, just how lucky we are that on a day where we're with family and friends, how a lot of them are still working um, in remote places in the world. So I hope everybody listening doesn't forget our great men and women in the military, especially on holidays on a day like this, too. And, and that's what and I'm We so live in New York, for. the greatest city in the world. And we're trying, me and Dominic and you, Rita, we're all working hard to keep it great and uh, not let it uh, fall down. And, and to be in the greatest city in the world and, 
And our biggest problem of the day is to watch the parade and, and have turkey dinner. I mean, what's better than that? Yeah, one thousand percent, John. And and as you bring up too, John, you know, listen, we are not, you know, we're not a, a, a perfect country. Where we've got a lot of problems in this city. There's no question, guys. Of course, with crime and so many other things, uh, but there is still no place I would rather be in the world uh, than the great, great, incredibly uh, blessed and democratic America and greatest city in the world, New York City. And today we are on full display. The whole world's going to be watching and how lucky that it's just outside of our front door for all of us. Rita, you know, uh, one of the things that I greatly admire about you is that you never, ever, ever stop working. So you you leave here at, uh, you left here this morning, (laughs) you know, after midnight. Hey, look who's talking. (laughs) Look who's talking, Dominic. I know Dominic and I wish each other, by the way, John, a happy Thanksgiving because we were together when the clock struck midnight. (laughs) Yes, yes. And so you mentioned you may look at the parade, but is there anything in particular that you do on Thanksgiving uh, or that you're going to do on this day before coming back to work this evening? You know, certain, you know, dinners and, and certain things. I'll also, you know, maybe even pop by St. Patrick's. And say a little prayer, too, because um, both of you know I, I care deeply about my faith and also will say a big prayer, especially for those who are not with us. Because at a time like this, I'm sadly both of my parents have passed away. My mother's Danish, um, so I will probably have a little bit of marzipan today in her honor. Uh, my father's Polish, so that means I can either have pierogies or some good, you know, some good vodka. Since I'm working tonight, it probably means a pierogi. Um, but I'll, I'll do a toast, I think, to both of my parents and to those who are no longer with us. And by the way, Dominic, fun fact, I share a birthday with Mr. Katsimatidi's father, with John's father. How great is that? November 18th. Wow. So I'm going to I'm going to do a toast, John, to your dad also Thank today. You. So I think I think on days like this, I think about, sadly, those who we love who are not with us, uh, but are hopefully looking at us from above and smiling. And, you know, that's what holidays are for. We we reach out and touch somebody uh, that we haven't talked to maybe in, in three, four, five, six months. And uh, if, if I got a card last night from uh, Freddie Farrar uh, and um, Fernando Farrar. He used oh, to yell yeah, at me sure. We were calling him Freddie. Fernando. And I said, when are we having dinner? And uh, we used to be a bunch of us uh, Joe uh, Ithia, Fernando Ferrar, uh, Nick Lugo, we all used to get together, and Steve Boxer, we used to get together and have a, a dinner, and uh, I, and we haven't done it in, since COVID. And, uh, that uh, You know, you want to reach out and see old friends. Which is yeah, a great and, thing and to do. Go ahead, Rita. No, and, and you, you hit a great point, John, because especially after COVID, I think we've all missed these great Thanksgiving dinners yes. uh, that we've all wanted to have, and, and we couldn't do it for years. Um, and now Dr. Fauci says we can, you guys, uh, on his, as he's leaving <laughs> in his final presser. Um, but, but, you know, I feel like we miss that. We miss that coming together. We miss being able to hug friends that we love and having good family get-togethers. And, you know, you bring up a great point because even just as the holiday season is now sort of officially starting, 
um, get-togethers and little parties. I'm so happy to see people and, and happy to be able to say, how are you? How are you doing? Oh, my gosh, it's been two or three years. And you notice it because you're like, wait, I saw someone the other day. And I'm like, gosh, your hair has grown like three feet since I saw you. That's when you realize it's been a long time. Um, but how lucky we are to have people we love and friends we love. And, and just like you said, John, time, you know, take the time to think of people that maybe you haven't seen in a while that you want to get together with and spend those times with that time is precious and friendships and family. That is everything. You know, that is priceless. Hey, Rita, we're keeping it on the lighter side this morning. What are your favorite, uh, you mentioned what you may have in honor of your parents that are no longer with us. What are your favorite uh, Thanksgiving uh, food items? You know, I love it all. I do. I love turkey. I love the stuffing. I love cranberry, too. That is the best. I also love the pumpkin pie and the pecan pie. Um, but but I also, I'm not a good cook, so I'm, I'm very thankful that I know other people who are good cooks. Both of you guys are probably better cooks than me. Both of you have known me a long time. If I cooked for either of you, you would probably be in the bathroom all night long, and I would never do that to either of you. But I'm a great, I'm a great dinner date. Thank you. Right. That's my survival. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, thank you, Rita. Have a great day. Enjoy the parade, and uh, and uh, we love you, and uh, we'll talk to you again later. Hey, Rita, oh, and uh, Rita, do yeah. me a small favor, please. Don't work take so hard lessons. today. No, don't work so hard today. Relax, take it easy, and then, you know, do your show tonight. But can you do me that favor on this Thanksgiving and just take it easy today? Well, only if you will do that, because we are both working. But you know what? We love what we do, and I know you feel Thanks the same way, Dominic. We, we tell yes. the truth. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And by the way, both of you, happy Thanksgiving. I love you both. And to be with you and all our great listeners, it's the best Thanksgiving of all. Happy Thanksgiving. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Rita, a thousand times. We are going to take a break. The morning show, Sid has the day off here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. John Katsimatidis, I'm here with him, Dominic Carter. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have our daily segment from Bill O'Reilly. Also coming up this hour, Governor David Patterson, Anthony Weiner, and Rudy Giuliani. Happy Thanksgiving. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Love this song as well. Good morning and happy Thanksgiving. Dominic Carter here with the great John Katsimatidis. Sid has the day off. Good morning to you, Mr. Katsimatidis. What a beautiful morning. I see that sun is coming up. The sun is right in our eyes right now. It's it, coming it up on is. the east. Isn't it beautiful? Yes, it's always good. It's always good to see the sun come up. And the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. You know, we, we you know, it, it's just it's just wonderful all the way around the board. It's a beautiful Thanksgiving. It's a beautiful holiday today. And uh, uh, we'll watch the parade a little bit later on and uh, have some turkey this afternoon. And what else can you ask for? Do you have a favorite Thanksgiving uh, food item yourself? 
Well, I'm a leg man. I'm a, you know, if, if it comes to the turkey, I, I try to get a little bit of a leg. Really? And I, I love stuffing, but, I, you know, uh, I, I'm careful with that. And I love uh, the uh, mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes. and uh, mm. You know mm. the difference between a yam and a, and a sweet potato? There is differences. Really? A yam is different. Completely different vegetable than a sweet potato. And if you ask me what the difference is, I don't know. But it's delicious. Yes, they're both delicious. So you like a, a turkey leg. I, I'm a I'm a breast man, and I'm, I'm glad Curtis Lee was not here right now because he would give me a hard time because I like the white meat, uh, the, the the breast. Yes, yes. And, and saying that in front of Curtis, I like the dark meat. He, he he would tee off on me for about twenty minutes <laughs> <laughs> if he was here. And so, Mister Katsimatidis, and to all of you, good morning, good morning, good morning on this beautiful day. Uh, we all have tremendous things to be thankful for. Sid has the day off, so we hope that Sid is enjoying his day. John Casamitidis is here. I'm here. And we are joined now by your friend, by a friend of this station, the former governor of New York State, Governor David Patterson. I, I hate the word former. Really? I think he, he, he would have made a great governor again. Well, he's on the phone right now. Governor Patterson... What are you doing today? Tell us. Well, I am up on Lake George. and How, uh, cold, how, how cold is it? It, uh, it is freezing. <laughs> it's like 20 degrees up here, but it's beautiful. And uh, Mary and I have some friends up here, and they uh, invited us for Thanksgiving. They invited us when we were up here during the summer. At the time, that didn't seem like something that I thought I would do, but uh, we're glad we did it. It's, it's very nice up here. The people are great, and um, there are some just wonderful uh, kind of, like, places that you can walk and just see nature and, you know, figure it out a little better than when you're in the city. Governor Patterson, are you near uh, the water in Lake George, or? I am looking right at the lake. I'm looking right at the lake from, from the hotel room. Wow. It's amazing. It, wow. It's fantastic. By the way, um, uh, Dominic, I'm going to call Curtis and tell him about this uh, preference, preference you have about turkeys, and you'll be hearing from him before the show's over. <laughs> you know what, Governor Patterson, you're, you're correct. So on, on Thanksgiving, tell us about your traditional – I mean, you, you, you know, as the governor, you know, it's a little different for you, but tell us about your traditional-type Thanksgiving. What do you normally do? What do you like? What is your Thanksgiving day like? Well, when I was younger, it was uh, a family occasion, and the family would get together. I'd say there were about 15 of us and that kind of thing. But as the years have gone on, uh, I don't have that big a family anymore. So days like today where you get together with your very close friends, um, I've been doing that a lot in the past few years. So it, it's a little different. But in a lot of ways, it's more of the Thanksgiving tradition because the original Thanksgiving were of two groups that generally didn't associate with each other, which were the settlers and the Indians who were living here. And then the Indians got an idea to invite them to a sort of fall fest that they had every year, which the settlers inevitably called Thanksgiving. So it's what I like about Thanksgiving is that it's it's more open than some of the other holidays, which are just strictly for family. Well, you know, I still enjoy seeing my family on Thanksgiving, and 
If I didn't see my family, I guess I'd be very disappointed. I don't know. How do you feel about it, Dominic? I feel exactly the same way, and I think Governor Patterson uh, probably would express the same sentiment. I know you just said, Governor, that your family's not that uh, not that big anymore. But what when it comes to the food, what what do you like, Governor, on Thanksgiving? Oh, the turkey, the stuffing, the greens. Um, Are you dark meat really, or white meat? I'm dark meat. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> At least in in culinary arts, I am. (laughs) I'm a man of diversity. You know, Governor, I I don't know what it is. Uh, Ever since I was a little boy and and Mr. Katsimatidis, when it comes to turkey and chicken, I I like to to slice each side, the the breast, each side of the breast, and and, and a wing. But after that, I'm just not a a big dark meat fan at all. I, I just found that dark meat was tastier. Okay. That's see, well, that's what I thought. Yeah. That I thought the the white meat was a little bland, a little without taste. Mm, mm, interesting. And so, what are you doing today, Governor, on on this Thanksgiving? So uh, there is a gentleman who is up here. He's visiting the same family that we are, but he has a, a really large property up here, and we're going to go and and uh, look at it. And um, he's also been a horse trainer. And uh, there's a little tradition in in my family, which is that the probably best-known racehorse in the history of racing was a horse called Man of War. Man of War lost one race in his whole career to a horse, ironically, was named Upset. So Upset beat Man of War in uh, August of 1919. My great-grandfather was a blacksmith who shod the, uh, the horse's, uh, you know, his shoes. And so um, uh, he apparently lived up here and also lived in Saratoga. And uh, they wrote a book about, we were in the bookstore a couple of months ago, and they wrote a book about uh, Upset, and they called it Upset the, uh, the original dark horse. In other words, the horse that beat Man of War. And I met the author of the book who owned the bookstore in Saratoga who did not know that my grandfather was the blacksmith that shod the horse. And he also was the first African-American that the Whitney family, the, the, you know, all the horses were owned by families, allowed to come through the front door when he came to work. So there's a lot of tradition up here. And we're probably going to talk about that and uh, just visit this gentleman's house and see his stable t- today. Governor Patterson, before we wrap this up here, do you feel that we collectively have turned the corner since COVID and that things are headed in the right direction, that we're going back to fully complete normal? I think we've turned the corner physically. In other words, um, there's not a lot of mask wearing um, no one gets any pressure for coming in a restaurant without a mask on. And, and people who are getting the virus are getting much reduced forms of it. We don't have the death rate that we had before. But I think that psychologically, I think there's this fear that people have that something else is going to happen. And I think we just have to not let us worry about that. If it happens, it happens. 
we have to live our lives the way we did before the pandemic. You, you hit it on the head, Governor Patterson, because that's exactly the way that I feel as a newsman. And to be honest with you, that's what I'm worried about with the parade today, to be completely honest with you. Mr. Casamitidis, your thoughts before we take a break? Well, my thoughts are have a great day. Uh, don't eat too much turkey or put you to sleep. <laughs> yeah, and uh, in, in, enjoy the day and look over that lake. And uh, it, it's better than looking over, uh, uh, what do they have in uh, Buffalo, 77 inches of snow? <laughs> yeah, they can't look over anything. They're yeah. mostly under it. Yeah. <laughs> Governor Patterson, thank you and enjoy Lake George on this uh, Thanksgiving Day parade. Dominic Carter here with the great John Katsimatidis. We are in for Sid, the morning show here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Anthony Weiner. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. John Katsimatidis here on The Morning Show. I'm Dominic Carter. We are in for Sid. We are live and local on this Thanksgiving day. We hope that your day is off to a great start. And I can almost, Mr. Katsimatidis, smell the food. I can almost smell it. I, I am looking forward to it. I'm telling you, a little bit of stuffing, a little bit of yams, a little bit of sweet potatoes, uh, uh, just very little cranberry sauce, even though I love it. Right. We're not supposed to have it as diabetics, right? As diabetics, uh, a little bit of that cranberry sauce. A little bit. And little to bit the moon, bit. Alice. <laughs> I mean, uh... Joining us now, I, I don't know whether to sing and I can't sing. Can you sing, Mr. Katzmatidis? Uh, you, you don't want to hear it. <laughs> We, we have someone who you know very well joining us now, and that is former Congressman Anthony Weiner. And good morning to you, and happy Thanksgiving, Mr. Weiner. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning, John. Happy Thanksgiving. So great to be with you. Tell it's, us about uh, your day. Uh, Do you have your son today? You take him to the parade? i got to tell you, you know what? I have never been to the parade. We have um, friends oh my in God. Not only from out of town, but from out of the country, we are going to go to the parade for the first time. Now, I have been to the inflation thing that they do on Wednesday, you know, where you go to the park and watch them pump them up, and that's kind of fun. I always thought it was such a touristy thing to do. But, you know, the thing about having folks in from out of town is you've got to answer all these questions about New York. You answer questions about the country, about the holiday, and uh, it's very nourishing, you know. You have to really reflect. But I'm going to say something controversial, John, I mean, and, and Dominic. I don't think – Turkey is very good. It puts you to sleep. It's too dry. You uh, have to, like, I knew, lather you, I knew you were going to say that. You, you, well, it, then you, and, then you, you don't need the dark meat. And you have the wrong person cooking it. Because if well, it's, no, if it's actually, dry, actually, go ahead. I'll, go ahead. I'll tell you. What I'm told is the way to correctly prepare a turkey is to cut it up into parts and cook it. Really? I've mm. never heard of that. Because, because the breast gets too dry. Before, That's what the, I told before the dark meat cooks, yeah, it, it gets it gets. Let, let me but tell I you listen. a situation. Yeah. One year, 
we decided we, we had the Grand Union operation in, in the Virgin Islands, the uh, American Virgin Islands, St. Thomas, St. Croix. One year we said, let's go check the stores out. <laughs> let's go to St. Thomas. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and when you went to the store in St. – you went to the grocery store in St. Thomas. And so the question becomes, what the, was the that? The restaurants a- weren't – they weren't doing uh, Thanksgiving. You know what kind of really? thing? You know what kind of turkey we got? We found one restaurant that gave us sliced turkey, <laughs> and that was it. For <laughs> that was it. Wow! Well, you know, you, you know, I, I was one of the great things about being being a member of Congress is you get to meet people from all around the country. And once this uh, this guy from uh, North Carolina was regaling me with stories about deep fried turkey. I was just about and, to go there, Mr. Weiner, to deep fried and, turkey. Well, I'll give and you he was telling the story, and I didn't. And it sounded, you know, deep fried anything, Dominic, you know, is excellent. So, <laughs> so when he was describing yeah, it. Cardi- it keeps your cardi- a cardiologist in business. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So when he's describing it, I couldn't, I didn't quite get my mind. I said, I said it sounds delicious. And, um, and, and the next week after Thanksgiving, uh, after the Thanksgiving holiday was over, he brought some back. It is, it, that, that's a way to prepare a turkey. But apparently it's a real production. You know, you've got a. You have a big special cooker for it and everything else, but um, but listen, I am not a big a, a big turkey guy. But this is really, you know, every every religion has a time during the week where you stop and take measure. My view is that for Thanksgiving, it's when we do it as a country, when we kind of stop, we take a deep breath, we look down at our feet and say, look, where are we? How are we doing? And how grateful are we? And there's a lot of research that says it's not that being happy makes us grateful; it's gratitude that makes us happy. And that if we just can say thank you for the little things, thank you for the friendship like the, the one that you, John and Margot, have shown to me and that you, Dominic, you and I have gotten back together. We hadn't seen each other literally for decades. If we can just say thank you and be grateful for little things, it yes. just seems to be that the chemistry of all of our minds gets better and we feel better about each other and better about our state in life. Well, I, I wish that you were in Rockland today at the Carter residence and, and you could have some turkey where it's not because if the turkey's dry, I won't eat it because it's it, if it's the dark meat, I won't touch it. I only like the breast and and it, it's got to be moist and, and it's it's got to almost be like chicken, uh, Anthony well, Weiner. But, Dominic, here's the great unspoken truth about food. The more fat, the better, right? And turkey breast has no fat. You're right. You're right. And no, you know, (laughs) right? Because because what was what was happening from a from an evolutionary perspective? We needed a lot of protein back then, right? So they want to increase. So we 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 evolved to really look for fatty foods. Turkey breast has no fat. There's no there's no flavor in it. I don't. No no flavor at all. No flavor at all. Yeah. And then but, then you're forced listen. to put on all that gravy on top of it to yes. give it some flavor. Right. And that gravy is not necessarily as – it tastes good, but at my yeah. age, it's not good for you. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the same ballpark. Yeah. I'm in the same ballpark. And so this is the first year you're going to – and I have to be honest with you, Mr. Weiner. I've never been to the parade either. So so, yeah. so you're not the Anthony, only one. Uh, if you go to the parade, I'm working the 5 o'clock hour, so you call in and tell us how good that parade was and how your son enjoyed it. Excellent, excellent. I will do that. I will do that. And it's going to be another one of those moments. New York has a way of surprising you. That um, Another thing about today that's so great, and you guys know this, you can see it out outside the studio there. There are moments when New York gets so quiet and still, 
it's like almost living in a different city, and it's really kind of fun. And I hope, hope both of you guys and your families have an opportunity uh, to enjoy that stillness both, um, both, both today and all year round. And I, I really want to express my gratitude to both of you and to 77 WABC for being just such an institution in our city. Um, and uh, have a really amazing Thanksgiving. God bless, and uh, maybe we'll talk later on. For sure. Take care. And thank you very much, Anthony Weiner. We are going to take a break. John Katsimatidis on the morning show here. I'm Dominic Carter. Uh, With him, we are in for Sid. We hope that you are having a great Thanksgiving. We are going to take a break. Good morning, good morning, good morning. When we come back, a conversation that I'm looking forward to with America's mayor, the man that cleaned up New York City, that knows how to get the job done. I'm telling you as a reporter that covered him, he does not get the credit that he deserves, historic credit, and credit, and that is Rudy Giuliani. We will be right back. Bernie and sit in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, we're back. It's Thanksgiving Day, and we're celebrating. And our our hosts are calling in today to tell us how they're, they're celebrating Thanksgiving. And today we have America's mayor, America's real mayor, and we have Rudy Giuliani. Mayor, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you, John? Dominic, happy, happy good, Thanksgiving. Good morning, Mr. Mayor, and happy Thanksgiving. Uh, tell us, how are you going to spend Thanksgiving today? Well, I'm in New Hampshire. Uh, I'm going to be with Dr. Maria's family and um, a few of my friends that I had over a long period of time. You know, I spent a lot of time here in New Hampshire when I ran for president. Even though I lost, I fell in love with it. And... Uh, so I have some of my friends who campaigned for me, my campaign manager, and we're going to relive the primary we lost that we enjoyed so much because I lost it to a friend, John McCain. It's a weird thing, you know. You can lose an election and get closer to, to a person. So I ran against John. We were good friends. We became better friends. And I became very close to Mike Huckabee. And I became very leery of Mitt Romney. <laughs> So you get different reactions. When you run against somebody for 11 months, we did, we did 13 debates. We were like a traveling road show. We knew, every, we knew each other's jokes. So I would tell Huckabee, if you drop out, Huckabee, I'm quitting. He said, why would you do that? I said, nobody makes me laugh but you. The rest of them are boring as hell, including me. And I became very close to, to Mike. Uh, thought he would have been a great president, uh, somebody we missed. I don't think people realize the depth of his intellect and and his conscience and his. But mostly, it's his sense of humor. He's just a naturally funny guy. He's a funny guy. He's a religious guy, and uh, he's a he's a straight arrow. Is the way we call it. Made a hell of a president. He would have made a hell of a president. Yes, he would have. And his daughter is now uh, governor of Arkansas. Andrew, you know, my son Andrew worked with her in the White House, and uh, she has to be the person he probably among the people that he just respected the most. I mean, he never knew her before, and he became very close to her. Hey, Mr. Mayor, today is a lighter topic, and, and we'll get to the Thanksgiving uh, stuff in a second with you. Sure. But but I want you to explain this to me, because, again, you know I speak from the perspective of having covered you, and you and I didn't always see eye to eye, and we we had to deal with each other almost on a daily basis. And I always, I always credit you 
because you knew that I was going to ask you some question out of left field. And and God knows you, right, and God knows what the question may have been. And and but but I always give you credit because you always took the question, no matter what, no matter what public setting we were in, no matter what, no matter what, you took the question. And now we have the mayor of Chicago talking about she won't interview with a white reporter. Can you imagine if you had said to me, oh, no, he's African-American. I'm not taking his question. Can you imagine that? No, if, I wouldn't have you, conceived of it, uh, Dominic. It, neither would have, neither would have any uh, political figure in my day. I mean, we had a different view of the First Amendment. I think a much healthier one. Are they doing it on purpose, Dominic? Yeah, I mean, I, well, so, John, I mean, it doesn't yeah. make any common sense. I'm sure she wasn't raised like that. It, it doesn't. I, I don't. I don't understand the like, logic. I, you know, she seems like a nice person. If she'd stop the stupidity, uh, you, you I, say, I'd like to sit her down and say. You know, Jean-Pierre, you seem like a really nice person. There are times in which you're very charming. And then all of a sudden you turn into, I don't know, what are you representing? Some kind of a, a dictatorship or something? So, you know, hey, hey, but I Mr. won't Mayor, call on you. I won't uh, yeah, Mr. Mayor, but here's what I wanted to ask you on the crime front, right? You know that I am an independent from you, uh, a, a version of your history of cleaning up this city. What I don't understand, because you sent the tone that the mayor of New York City was not playing around. You mess up, you're going to have to deal with the NYPD in terms of the criminal Mm -hmm. justice system. Why can't we do, why can't we replicate what you did? This city could be, listen, I, I know you say it on your show, but I know for a fact having covered you. If they would just listen to you, if they would just copy what you did, they could clean up New York City in less than a week. Well, you know, and if if, uh, if it makes them feel any better, about three-quarters of it, I was copying other people. James Q. Wilson wrote the book on this in 1981, and a lot of it I borrowed from him. Now, he was a good friend of mine, and I helped work on that book because it was the Attorney General's Task Force on Violent Crime. Uh, but, I mean, we borrowed these ideas from each other. Some of the ideas I got from Dick Reardon in Los Angeles. Some of them he got from me. Uh, if Mayor Adams would forget about the critics and stop worrying about what the Democrat Party thinks of him and started thinking as follows, only what's best for the people of the city of New York. If I ruin my relationship with the Democrat Party, so be it. I can go down in history as a great mayor, and that's more important. And he worry, he, he, he sometimes, it's very frustrating, Dominic, sometimes he has the right idea, and then he kills it. Like, uh, like the... Uh, 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 the plain clothes, the plain clothes unit, the anti-crime unit. I established that we we invented it, Bratton and I, and we invented it originally to clean up, uh, to take the guns out of uh, Times Square and several other places. The essential nature of it is it has to be plain clothes, because the people can't know the cops are mixing in with them. That's how we got the guns out of Times Square in three months. They got in plain clothes. They looked like the crowd. They could be right up front when the muggings were taking place, and boom, they'd stop the mugging. It wouldn't even happen. He gets them together. I'm real excited. I'm praising him. And all of a sudden, he puts them in uniform because a lot of the left wing starts complaining this is unfair. They should know who the cops are. They should not know who the cops are. <laughs> That's the idea of Agreed, it. Mr. Mayor, a thousand percent. So there's the right idea. Shows the right instinct. I think he wants to do it. He obviously wants to reduce crime. But then he caves in. And a hundred times he's done that. He did it with Hochul. 
a little pressure on Hochul right at the beginning when his approval ratings were 60% and she's running for office. I know politics. He'd have caved her. And he could have caved Cousins and the others when he was the king. I'll go there and campaign against you. That's been done before. All great politicians have made that threat and carried through on it. He won't do it. He wants to be, I think he wants to run for president. And he's not going to do it by sucking up to the present very, very left, destructive elements in the Democrat Party. If he ever does it, he's going to do it by setting his own agenda and being his own man. So well, that's my advice. <laughs> all we can do is pray for it and, uh, yeah. and because uh, he's still president uh, for ne- another two years, and and we got to bring the country back. And uh, otherwise, we're going to go in recession. And I've said the other day, uh, what I'm afraid of, we can go into a depression if he, they keep raising interest rates. Oh, my goodness. They are. Yeah, this is, this is a very, very dangerous period well, of time. Well, destroyed, they've destroyed the real estate industry. I mean, who's going to start new construction? Uh, so many, John. So many industries destroyed. I mean, energy industry, I mean, just right across the board. And we got two more years. Hopefully there's some halt to it. It's not going to get too much worse if McCarthy does what he says. And I actually am very confident that McCarthy, by laying out an agenda like this, he's almost challenging himself to do it. You know, when you, when you stand up and you say, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, as publicly as he did, like, like Adam said, I'm going to reduce crime. Well, he's now he's down to 30-something percent. Well, I, th- I think Eric Adams wants to – he did that op-ed piece last week. I think he wants to I, I reduce uh, crime. And I know uh, Sid uh, Rosenberg uh, uh, wants to get you together and have breakfast with, uh, uh, with the mayor. Uh, you know, he is the mayor. I mean – uh, I, And I think – and it, the, I mean, here's the plus side. He's got the right ideas. Now he's got to do the execution and uh, – it can be done. I mean, it, it isn't. It isn't as if this hasn't been done before. It can be done. Uh, it works. Not. Ju- it worked not just in New York. It worked in many cities that do it. it. We're not exclusive to it. We did it best. And he's got the people around in that department. Who, when I watch the other police departments investigate crime, Dominic, you'll appreciate this. <laughs> they do everything wrong. Well, only the NY. But I'm. I'm. I, I'm, I come from four uncles who were cops. And live with them all my life, including when I was a prosecutor. I'm I'm pro New York City Police Department. Like there's no police department in the world. When I went after the mafia and the FBI was in charge, I forced them to take the cops as the homicide detectives. I said, you don't. What do you investigate? Three homicides in your career? They do a hundred. They could they could solve a homicide in two days. It'll take you five years. And they became very good friends once they fought with each other a couple of times. Dominic, I figured out why deep down we've always been friends. Okay, let's hear it, Mr. Mayor. Because I always I, liked you. You know I, I always because, liked you, because right? I, because I you agree You could tell, you. right? Even, even yeah, when we I, fought, I could tell. you could, I could tell, tell there was an affection, and, right? And, and you are a, a tough adversary. Let but me, you always let knew me, I liked you. I yeah, know that. Yes, I did, Mr. Okay. Mayor. Yes, I did. Well, I'm Just as tell much you as I liked you. But go ahead. Because you and I could have Thanksgiving dinner. You, you like the breast, and I like uh, the drumstick. <laughs> and we would not we wouldn't have to we could we could be very compatible. And I don't think John, I don't think the breast is that dry if you make it if you make it right. Yeah, then I was put all that gravy Anthony. on top. You know, Anthony, I, I think I may be wrong and I hope I'm I'm not. I hope I'm right about it. I think Anthony's mother is Italian. So she must have made a good turkey. Italian mothers cannot be bad cooks. Hey, Mr. 
She must have been a hell of a trip. Mr. Mayor, I want you to go back to your Thanksgiving Day story, but I just want to state for the record, for the record. So I I think that we would both agree that I was certainly uh, one of the lead reporters, if not the lead reporter on television, covering you. Tough one, but and 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 a and a tough adversary of yours. But I want to be on record. I want to be on record that all these years later, now with a little more maturity and a little more perspective, I am telling you, as someone that covered you. You do not get the full credit that you deserve for cleaning up this city because you will go down in the history books. You and I will be long gone, but meaning probably won't be here on Earth years from now. We definitely won't be. But you will go down. Somebody, they're going to tell the truth one day about what you did to clean up this city because it is remarkable. And what I admire, you said that Eric Adams wants to do the right thing. But but the political pressure, you didn't let the political pressure get to you. Oh, you can't. You can't. You've got you've got to keep the focus on getting the job done and then that'll take care of itself. John knows this from all of the things he, he's done. And you know, John, when I think of what I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for you and Margot saving the First Amendment, which is what you're doing, and Dominic and all the people on WABC. Yeah, uh, we get we the chance the to, and you had Anthony Weiner on and I mean you, you you let people tell the truth. Yep. Yep. And that's a great, great thing, and we should be thankful Indeed. for that. Indeed. Indeed. Rudy Giuliani, enjoy the day. It's a you beautiful happy day. Happy Thanksgiving to Happy everyone. Thanksgiving. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. We Thank will you, be Dominic. right back. John Katsimatidis, Dominic Carter, here on the morning show on Thanksgiving Day on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And good morning and happy Thanksgiving. John Katsimatidis in for Sid. I'm Dominic Carter. And we are here with you on this special day, Thanksgiving 2022. Good morning, Mr. Katsimatidis. Beautiful day today. The sun is up, uh, and there'll be a beautiful parade in New York today, and it's peaceful. And and what else can you ask for? Well, I agree with you. A beautiful, beautiful day. We're going to be taking the phone calls. But first, we're going to be joined by the man that's normally here on his show, Sid Rosenberg. You're sitting in his chair. I'm in his chair right now. Good morning, Sid. Well, good morning, John and Dominic. I want to wish you both uh, two great men, by the way, two lovely men, a very happy Thanksgiving. And this is a very special Thanksgiving in the Rosenberg household because not only is this my favorite holiday of the year, Dominic and John? But today is also my son Gabriel's 14th birthday. So we're celebrating Thanksgiving and Gabby's birthday on the same day with a lot of turkey, a lot of football, and a beautiful sunny day. What a great day here in New York City. It's a beautiful day. And uh, can you see the beach from where you are? I can right now, John, because I'm literally one block away. I took a walk outside. It's unseasonably warm right now and sunny. And when it's like that, I always hit the beach. Unless it's raining or really crappy outside, even on a cold and frigid day, I try to make my way to the beach. So right now I'm one block away and I can see the waves and the blue sky and the ocean right in front of me. 
That wow. is beautiful. Wow, that, is that, beautiful. That, that's a blessing within itself. So, Sid, I got the opportunity at a um, at a uh, Ferry Hawks baseball game to meet your son. He's a great kid. Uh, he was there with your lovely wife and yourself. And I, I know that you must be extremely happy. You said it's his 14th birthday today you're celebrating? It is, and uh, it's hard to believe that a year ago, Dominic, we bought Mitch with my son, and John, you and Margot were there, and uh, hard to believe it's already been another year since then, but he's a wonderful boy. Look, he, he had some obstacles as a child. Uh, John, as you know, we had a great radio thon. Thanks to you and Margot a couple of weeks ago, he was diagnosed, Dominic, with dyspraxia as a little boy. He's got some physical limitations, but he is a, a beautiful boy, a brilliant boy. And uh, yes, with our daughter, is. of course, Ava, right now in college, this is the first time, John and Dominic, in 19 years, first time in 19 years, my daughter Ava is not here for Thanksgiving sitting next to us. She's in Wales in Europe in college. She's coming home December 19th for Christmas and New Year's. So it's a little melancholy today. This is uh, my daughter's not here. It was the last time I saw my late father was two years ago on this day on Thanksgiving. So it is a bit melancholy. So the fact that Gabriel is here, it's his birthday, kind of makes up for Ava being away and my dad being gone. and makes it a beautiful day. But he's a great kid. And I'll tell you what, guys, yesterday I had a guy named Joseph Murray on this program. He's a really well-known attorney, big-time attorney. He lives six blocks from my house. And he won an award two years ago. He got a $50,000 cash prize. His house is the most beautiful Christmas decorated house in the country, won a $50,000 cash prize. And he puts on an annual event every year for juvenile diabetes. And it's going to take place this Saturday in two days. Wow. Again, walking distance from my house. And I'm going to be there. Stephen Van Zandt from Bruce Springsteen's East Street Band and the Sopranos is going to be there. They've got uh, all kinds of singers and dancers. They expect about 1,000 kids, juvenile diabetes, autism, my son as well. So the whole neighborhood is gearing up for a wonderful holiday season starting today with a huge event. I mean, huge coming up in two days, just about six blocks away. Wow. Now, do they celebrate uh, Thanksgiving in, in the U.K. or she's in school today? That is such a great question, John. They don't. Uh, she's not in school today. She's got the day off. And she's, uh, you know, she does really well, John. I, I'm so proud of Ava. I know you've got AJ and. You and I share stories about our daughters all the time, and they're both wonderful kids. But what Ava is doing today, which she's really good at, is shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she deserves it. She's do you, you have a limit grade. on her credit card or what? <laughs> you know what's funny, John? We had to up the credit limit just two weeks ago because she's blowing through it in a week. It's supposed to be a month. She goes through it in a week. But she's doing great. Her grades are great. She's getting acclimated to living in Europe. We're really proud of her. So I was all too happy to do it for her. But we got to keep an eye on it, John, because she's spending like she's on a team tour and not in college. Wow. So, so sick. So, so, uh, you know, you're the man, you're, you're, you're normally here. You have a well-deserved uh, day off today, but let me ask you this. So, so Mr. Katzmatidis and, uh, and Rudy Giuliani said they prefer, I'm talking about a turkey now. They prefer the dark meat, right? I prefer the, uh, the white meat. If, if it's not the breast or wing, I'm not really interested. What say you, Sid Rosenberg? Dominic, are you talking about women or are you talking about turkey? <laughs> now, see, it takes um, Sydney to put that, 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 that uh, color on it. 
No, listen, I'm with you. I actually, Danielle loves the dark meat. She loves the dark meat, Danielle. But I'm, a, I'm all about the white meat. So uh, the good news is she's got a turkey with a little bit of both. You know, it's funny. John was on a couple of days ago, and he told me that, and the listening audience, of course, that uh, for many years, what is it, John, the castrated rooster that they try the to sell up the turkey every year? Yeah, yes, I was on uh, with Maria Bartiromo the other day, and, and I said my mother used to buy a capon, and uh, she used to tell me it was a big, tur- a small turkey. And a capon is a castrated rooster. Wow. <laughs> For real. Well, it's, it's, one, it's one up from a chicken, one down from a turkey. Amazing. Now, we got the real turkey, though, this year, Dominic, with both dark and white meat. We've got all kinds of fixings. I mean, my table right now, my my uh, island table in the middle of my kitchen is packed. We've got three pies, and there's only three of us. You know, I did uh, I did have a conversation last night. This is hard to believe, John, I know, but uh, I talk uh, daily now to the mayor, Eric Adams. He's become a pretty good friend, believe it or not. Uh, we just had and, Rudy uh, on. He's looking forward to the dinner you're setting up. Well, that's definitely going to happen. You know, Rudy was on with me, as you know, John, two days ago, and he talked about it there as well. And, and mayor, the mayor and I have spoken about it a couple of times. It's going to happen sometime in the next two weeks. But uh, he's considering stopping by later on today with his uh, girlfriend, Tracy, to uh, say hello. So he got an extra pie just in case Mayor Eric Adams shows up. But on a serious note, we have a lot of food here today, turkey, fixings, cakes, pies. And uh, we're going to do it, uh, do it great. And if you happen to be a sports fan, guys, there are three great games today, the Lions and the Bills. The Giants, fresh off that horrible effort against the Lions on Sunday, are taking on a Dallas Cowboy team that destroyed the Vikings on Sunday. And then the Vikings playing the nightcap later on tonight. So if you are a sports fan and a football fan, three really good games today. Folks, it does not get better than this. And we all love Christmas. We love Hanukkah, Easter, all those holidays. But this, this one today, and we've all got so much to be thankful for. And I do want to say this. We just went through a tragedy at the station. We did lose my partner, Bernard McGurk, a friend of mine for the better part of 25 years. But today I can say I was thankful, thankful that Bernard was in my life, thankful that Bernard was my partner, thankful that John and Margot Katsimatidis allowed me and Bernard to thrive, become the number one radio show in New York City. Lots to be thankful for today, a lot. But I do want to say specifically I'm thankful for Bernard McGurk on this special Thanksgiving. Well, thank you, Sid, and uh, enjoy the day with the family. And uh, I'm sorry your daughter is in uh, in the U.K. and not with you because I, I would feel bad if my daughter wasn't with me. And I know how you're feeling. No, I know you do, John. You're a great father. You and Margo are both great parents. And, Dominic, you're a special, special guy too, man. You really are a sweetheart. Hey, so hey, hey Sid. Guys enjoy but but yep. wait, Sid, Sid, uh, you know that I'm known for my interviews. And, and, and throughout this entire interview – your voice has been crackling with you becoming emotional, discussing your daughter, the fact that your daughter's not home. Obviously, when discussing uh, uh, Bernie, is this an emotional day for you? It's, I'm just sensing that you're very emotional today. No, you nailed it. It's a very emotional day. Like I said earlier, the last time I saw my father, Dominic, and I was very, very close to my father, as John knows, was on this holiday two years ago at my niece Tamara's house in Rockland County in New City. So this day is the last day I saw my father. And again, my daughter is away in college. And this is the first holiday season that Carol and Brendan and Melanie will be without their father. You know, it was about this time last year, guys, that Bernard started to feel the symptoms. He started to get burning in his coin area. It was about this time last year. And it was around Christmas 
when he was first diagnosed with the cancer. And now, of course, he's gone. So I can't help but think about Carol and the kids spending their first Thanksgiving ever without Bernard. And uh, it is a very emotional day for me. But let me make it very, very clear, Dominic and John, that with all of these things and some of these things are somber and kind of sad, I am overall a very happy, grateful, and thankful man today. And with all the issues we've got in this city, in this state, in our country, I am thankful to be living in New York City Thankful to be living in the United States and thankful for all of you guys. Well, thank you, Sid. It's always a a, a privilege uh, to to chat with you. And if the mayor happens to come by, send our regards. And we look forward to you being back here in the chair and doing doing your regular show. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Enjoy this day with your beautiful families and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you for supporting WABC, John and Dom. I love you both. We love you, too. Have a great day. Thank you. And so in a moment, we are going to go to James Golden. But let's first check in with some of the folks that have been standing by to say good morning on this Thanksgiving day. Let's go to Jimmy uh, on Staten Island. Good morning, Jimmy. Happy Thanksgiving. What's on your mind? Jimmy, pay attention to the phone, please. Not, Not the radio. Jimmy, are you there? Okay, okay, Jimmy, I'm sorry. Let's go to Evelyn in New Jersey. Good morning, Evelyn. Good morning, gentlemen. Mr. Katzenseides, you make you gave me an early Christmas present by taking my call. I have admired you for, oh, my goodness, you are such a godsend to, I, as a listener of WABC ever since you took over. I have not watched the television. I come home, I put the radio on any time of day or night. ABC is entertaining, and I've gotten my friends turned on to it. They themselves have stopped watching television most of the time. You are a gentleman, sir, who, to work for you, you work. I would consider ABC now to be a premier organization. I worked for Morgan, J.P. Morgan, on Wall Street for many years. We were They were a premier organization. The, the feeling of dedication among the employees to the head of the company and to the company itself was something I've never encountered before until listening to ABC, to the things that your hosts have to say about you, to hear about your humanity for other people. It's just such a godsend to me that you are there, and I have tremendous admiration well, for you, you Thank and you your so wife. Much. Tell us what you're doing you for Thanksgiving. Always. Excuse me, sir? Tell us what you're doing for Thanksgiving. Yes, there's a neighborhood, small neighborhood um, catering place that um, is making Thanksgiving dinner. And since I'm alone, they're making it for me, and I'm picking it up around 12 o'clock. Wow. So I have no family left, but for Thanksgiving, I thank my mother. I thank God for my mother for raising me the way she did and made me the person I am. And WABC is making me a better person, truly. I just love the show, Mr. Katzenseides, and God bless you God for bless. what you've done. And, and today is uh, the, uh, Thanksgiving is to give thanks for uh, we're still here with, the, uh, uh, you know, with WABC and with, with our friends, and, and you're helping uh, your volunteer today, and, and that's what it's all about. And reach out and touch somebody and reach out and touch some of your friends you haven't talked to uh, in a year and wish them a happy Thanksgiving. And too. so, Evelyn, we really do thank you for the call and uh, happy Thanksgiving. And Mr. Katsimatidis, she said what I think that all of us feel uh, within our hearts in terms of what you and your wife have done 
for WABC. Folks, we are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. But first, we are joined by the man that you can hear Monday through Friday from 4 to 5 p.m., and that is James Golden. Good morning, Mr. Golden. How are you, sir? Well, I'm doing well. Happy Thanksgiving, Dom. Happy Thanksgiving, John. How are you, Bob? Uh, we're, we're good, and we have the same problem you have. Don't eat too much today. Huh. <laughs> well, you know, I heard you talking about the uh, the dark meat, the light meat. I'm not doing any meat, you know. Really? Really? <laughs> I'm, no, I'm a vegetarian. Oh. I got this belly from being a vegetarian, John. I got, I, I, but I, I got the belly, uh, too. Well, you know, we all have that belly. I mean, uh... <laughs> you got it, too, Dom. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been trying, as you know, John, I've been trying to watch the weight, and, and, and it's been going well. So I'm going to continue to make it go well. You know, moderation. That's the that's the watchword. So, can, so, yeah. so normally you're dealing with the uh, political issues of the day, mm-hmm. uh, Thanksgiving. So let's we're on the lighter side today. What 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 are you going to do today? And you're a vegetarian, but what are you going to eat? What does Thanksgiving mean to you? Well, I'm going to eat whatever my niece and my nephew uh, prepare. They're here and they're doing their master chefs in the vegetarian world. So. I'm just looking forward to whatever they they do, whatever they put in front of me. I will eat in moderation. I'm going to spend some time with 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 family today, and that's something I rarely get a chance to do, which is uh, just kind of you know. I'm of course you know when you're addicted to the news, you're addicted to the news. So every day you still watch, you still make Amen. sure that yeah, you can still keep up on things because that's part of your responsibility. But I'm going to spend some time with, with 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 family and hopefully catch up on a few things that I haven't been able to get to and hopefully enjoy a great meal, enjoy the Thanksgiving. There's a lot to be thankful for. You're absolutely right, and that's what Thanksgiving is for, is just to be close to your loved ones. And uh, and also, you know what I do? I reach out and touch to pe- people that I haven't talked to in uh, maybe three months or six months or nine months, and I, I, I feel that... Uh, uh, Christmas and for Thanksgiving, I think those are the days that you could reach out and talk to somebody. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, for me, I, 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 it's kind of bittersweet. I heard Sid talking about, of course, Bernie, and you know, I remember very well that this season also has a lot of pain for people because you know when you lose loved ones around, your holidays are never the same. And so, I just want to say a special, special um, note or shout out to those people who are dealing with losses. We, we, and we see this every day in the news that these, like this thing that happened in Colorado, this horrible thing that happened in Colorado and in Virginia over the last few days, there are going to be some families that are not uh, enjoying the day as we all will. And we just want you to know if for those of you that are experiencing loss and experiencing heartbreak, that, that our thoughts are there with you too. And we understand that everybody is not everybody's going to be joyous and happy, but we are all together. We all hope for the best for everybody, and we hope that people find comfort even through the hard and difficult times that they go through and that they will be in a position um, later on to have to be thankful. I have an interesting question. Uh, Dominic and James, uh, all these problems we see today, were they always around or this is just in the last 10 years. Is, is, is the Internet, I mean, something happens. If somebody uh, dies in, uh, uh, around the world, someplace, uh, uh, 
in the Far East. We know about it 10 seconds later because of, of Twitter and Facebook and the Internet. Did you think it always happened or you think it's, this is a problem of our century? Don, why don't you handle that first? Well, you, you, you know, James and and um, and uh, Mr. Katzmatidis, and, and I was going to ask James this question because I'm stuck on where did all of this use of pronouns come from? I, I am really having a hard time. It's 139 pronouns in San Francisco now. Oh, wow. And so, well, go, go oh, ahead, okay. James. Go ahead, Let James. me answer your question this way. I do think that things are escalating in a negative way. Yes, Look, agreed. Let, let, let's, let's remember this, okay? When we, when we were young tykes, all three of us, right, one of the things that we read about or saw, fiction, or saw the, the dramatization of in movies was the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. And it was a big deal in America that 14 gangsters had been mowed down, or however many there were, by other gangsters. It was such a big deal and shock to the system that it was a national story. If you go back to Truman Capote's book, In Cold Blood, that crime was so horrific that it became a national scandal. These things wouldn't even get a blip on the national news today because of all the other things. This year we had, what, 600 uh, mass shootings in America. Now, something clearly has happened in society, and something negative has happened in society where we can countenance this kind of behavior and it doesn't even shock our systems anymore. I happen to think that as uh, as we grow further and further away from spiritual values and from a moral compass, we find these things accept, more acceptable because this is part of, I, I do believe in good and evil, and and. Evil is putting up a hell of a fight right now, and we have to actually uh, arm ourselves with love and with understanding, compassion, to fight against it. Because this is the kind of world we're living in now, and things are escalating. In a, in it, we're in a tough battle right now, and that's what we're trying to do at WABC is bring people together. Right, and uh, you know, I think we're succeeding in bringing people together, but. Uh, uh, it's got to be not just us. It's got to be the rest of the people, too. And that's our job, and you're exactly right, John. And thank you, John. Thank you, Margo. Thank you for what you've done, for actually giving voice Amen. where people can come together. Amen. Dom, right. I always appreciate you, man. You're well, just thank incredible. You. Thank you. You are the incredible one, James Golden. Thank you. You can we'll listen to James. Soon. Enjoy and, the day. And, yes, please enjoy the day with your family, man. You can listen to James Golden here on WABC Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 p.m., right before the Cats Roundtable. James Golden, 4 to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday, here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. John Katsimatidis, I'm Dominic Carter. We are in today on the morning show on this Thanksgiving Day. Live, local, we are on it. Turning and sit in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
and good morning on this Thanksgiving day. John Katsimatidis, I'm Dominic Carter. We are in for Sid. He has the day off. Coming up in minutes, in a moment, we're going to go right back to your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Coming up at 835, Brian Kilmeade. At 845, Judge Janine Pirro. And in the 9 o'clock hour, Cousin Brucie, Bill O'Reilly, Joe Piscopo, Cindy Adams, Larry Cutlow, and Greg Kelly. What a lineup, and it's all coming for you live this morning. Let's go back to the telephone calls, Mr. Katsimatidis. Let's go to, uh, let's see here, let's go to Jimmy. Jimmy in Brooklyn, good morning. You're talking to John Katsimatidis and myself, Dominic Carter. Good morning, good morning. Bon and a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Dominic, you remember me. I'm Jimmy. I used to call you on your show, and uh, I would give you your Italian lessons, if you remember. Okay, and, all right. Um, and um, John Casamitidis and your beautiful wife, Margot. I have to tell you, John, I'm a fan of yours. I believe 2012 you ran for mayor or whatever. Yes, 2013. I, rem- I remember, I remember uh, marching in that parade on July 4th in Staten Island. It must have been 110 degrees in the shade. <laughs> yes, tell me about it. I was wearing uh, I, frozen underwear. It was so hot. But listen, let me just tell you something. I, I know people say, oh, I love you, I love you. They, they throw that around like they're throwing our money around in this country. But... I have the, uh, I love you. I respected you then. I respect you now. And I can't believe what you did to this radio station. You made it number one, not for anything other than telling the truth. And I don't miss. I try not to. Most of the time I get it. You're five to six. You're, you know, John Katsimatidis at night. I listen to Dominic Carter, who makes me tired in the morning, but I enjoy the both shows. <laughs> but my Sid and Bernie, God rest Bernie's soul. But I want you to know something, Mr. Katsimatidis, if you don't mind, I call you John. About five years ago, I was up at their old studio, uh, uh, Bernie, and uh, when they were on 34th Street, and I brought in 50 meatballs I fried for them. And I brought in two loaves of Italian bread, and I was on the radio, and there was this girl, Jill, that taped everything. And um, when Bernie passed, I kind of cried a little bit, you know, and I looked at the video. But let me tell you something. Sid is a, is a – I love Sid. I, I, he's a great guy. I got pictures of him and Bernie. Your show – what you did, the transformation, is absolutely wonderful, and I give thanks every year, every day for opening and closing my eyes. But let me tell you something, I, I, and I, I'm not blowing smoke. I don't listen to anything other than 5 o'clock and Dominic Carter at night and my sit from 9 to uh, 6 to tw- uh, 10. But what you've done, no one else could do. Thank you, and, thank, thank you, you Jimmy. And we're trying to do that now. You know, I have a hobby. You know, these are hobbies in, in, in Staten Island with the Ferry Hawks. I hope we can make that, a, and we're going to make that a success. Yes, and the, the ballpark, you've already made amazing changes, and it, it's phenomenal and beautiful. Yes, it's a beautiful ballpark. and, and Family-oriented. Uh, I mean, you can go, you know, they say in Disney World now, it costs you $1,000 to take a family of four for a day. You can probably go to your Ferry Hawks today uh, when the baseball game is on uh, for like a hundred dollars. I think the tickets are fifteen dollars a piece with food. So it's a, we, we, and and food too. Well, we are going to take a break on this Thanksgiving Day. John Gatsimatidis, Don, Don, Dominic Carter, myself. 
NFC. When we come back, and folks, we see all your telephone calls from Yonkers to Brooklyn to the Catskills, New Jersey, and other calls from Brooklyn. We will get to them. But when we come back, we'll be joined by a man that you hear here on WABC from 10 a.m. into noon, and that is Brian Kilme, also of Fox News. We will be right back. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. We're back. And, and we have a beautiful day today. And uh, one the hardest working host I know of in radio and television. Amen. And he, he must work 70 hours a week. He so does. I'm surprised he has a, a day off today. He does. Brian oh, God, I, I heard there was an open slot, so I wanted to see if I could fill it. <laughs> so I negotiated with my fee, and you were able to meet it. So, therefore, I am willing to come on. No, it's my pleasure to come on. I can't believe you're working today. I mean, you're working 70 hours a week, uh, at least. I mean, uh, uh, Brian Kilmeade, tell us uh, what you're doing today on uh, beautiful Thanksgiving Day. Well, I mean, we just I, I have uh, three kids in college, so they all just got home. So, uh, believe it or not, it's one of those years with the pandemic and everything. We just said, why don't we just make it easy uh, since it's the first normal year, why don't we just go out to dinner? So believe it or not, we're going to go out to Blackstone's on Long Island at around 530 because we do want to watch football. And the crazy thing is, uh, in a very bad producing move, I put the reservation in the same time the Giants play. And I cannot Uh-oh. believe I did that. But that's I'm how, out that's there how now. you got the reservation. <laughs> that's probably, John, you're 100% right. I, mean, well, I go, wait a second. I got 530? Wow, all right, fine. And now I figured out, and who knew the Giants going to be this good uh, this late? But they got to beat the Cowboys a little bit later on. So I just think I, everyone's probably a little bit more grateful than usual because of what's been going on. I rolled in at Anthony Fauci uh, from last December. He was telling us last December not to have Thanksgiving. He was telling us uh, eight months ago or a year and a half ago, don't shake hands anymore. And then remember, you had him on your show when he said this pandemic wouldn't be a problem here. So I'm just. I think we're at the holidays right now, and it's so good to not and to not have somebody tell us we can't have them. Brian, we were having a discussion before in that famous interview I did in January 2020, yeah. and uh, do you think he was conned by his friends, the the Chinese his Chinese friends, or do you think he sure. knew? No, no, I don't think he knew. I, I think I think so many times he was winging it. He was winging. He he was doing policy by interview. So he's talking to John Casamitidis, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't think it'll be a problem here." And then he would hop on with Rachel Maddow, and he'd say, "You know, it's time to you know, it's time to rein everybody in. It's time to start deconflicting. It's time to start spreading six feet apart." So judging by the question and the mood he was in, he was setting policy for the country. Trump was right to rein him in. And put him down. And if you read Mike Pence's book, Mike Pence says he was fine when he was in our room. But when he got in front of people and do interviews, we'd be in a every single time we'd be putting out fires because of his mismessaging. But yet he was looked at as the Phil Rizzuto, the lovable, the lovable doctor who was going to make everything okay. So that's why I'm Bill. Full circle. That's why I think everybody listening right now is a little bit more appreciative that things have gone back to normal. You're, you're right. And, uh, um, are you going to have turkey today? Are they making turkey in that restaurant? 
Yes, we're gonna, we're definitely going to do that. Uh, we're Are you a dark the, meat the, or white meat person? <laughs> that's a little personal, and I don't like to expose my personal beliefs on the air. Uh, I would. I'm going to. I'm going to go light, uh, right through, and I'm going to get a chance to work out in the morning. Last night I hosted uh, uh, Jesse's show, and we did some uh, live hits. I saw all the balloons and everything coming together last night. So, uh, and then I went through the Penn Station. And I saw, you know, there was cops everywhere, but for the most part, it actually, it's getting, it's actually getting better every time I get in there. So I do get the sense, even though crime is out of control, I do get the sense that the city is starting to come together a little bit. One thing is pretty clear, it is packed. I don't know if you've been on the streets, but I mean, we are, you you literally are walking in the street to walk, when I walk to Penn Station now, I'm in the street. And that hasn't been that way in two, three years. And then I walk into Penn Station, and it's somewhat better. And then you see the balloons and stuff coming together, and it's somewhat normal. And if we could just get the crime out of control, and if people, uh, successful people will stay here, and we can start meeting our budgets, we're at a huge deficit, as you know, in New York City. I think, what, $2 billion or $3 billion? Because most of the people with a lot of money outside John Castamatidis have left. So... Uh, I just think that it would be great to get things to get the chain back on the on the on the car on the car uh, or probably on the bike on the spokes and get back to normal. Brian, where do you get all your energy from? Uh, Mr. Katsimatidis was correct. I think that you are like the James Brown of of uh, news and talk radio, the hardest working man in show business. You do, you, you know, we see you on Fox News, uh, national, international every morning, best uh, New York Times best-selling author, daily national radio show. Where do you get all this energy from, man? Well, number one, I just love this stuff. So I would be the annoying deli guy who would be talking about the news while getting your uh, three pounds of ham and two pounds of cheese. <laughs> or, or, and I would just, I just love this stuff. I love the storylines. And I think uh, you guys are seeing it too. It's so it feels so consequential, and in the management that John, maybe you could appreciate the new management style with Suzanne Scott and Jay Wallace. If you, it's all in. So instead of Brian Kilmeade does his show or or Jesse Waters does his show, if you could help out at four, hey, they need you to talk at four ten. Hey, Brian, after your radio show, would you come down and help John Roberts? See, you research the hit, you do the hit, you, you have a specialty. They watch you in the morning, they see you're passionate about something, and Martha McCallum will text and say, hey, can you hop on with me? We're going to be talking about this today. So who would say no to that? Instead of saying, no, I'm done, and we're competing ratings-wise, we're competing with other channels. But now there's an all-in mentality at Fox. And for me, I don't have a lot of hobbies. I'm not looking at golf for four hours. And so if I could sit there and help out and talk about something, develop a story, talk to Lindsey Graham and find out what, you know, what, the, what, you know, what Trump is up to and find out what DeSantis' people and find out where he's up to and call Harold Ford and find out what Democrats are doing, I love that stuff. Well, Brian Kilme, thank you so much for joining us, man. Enjoy the restaurant. Watch whatever you can of the Cowboys-Giants game. Thank you for joining us. And Thanks for having me. Happy Thanksgiving. And I'm there back you at, go. Back at you. Enjoy your family. See you tomorrow. Thanks, thank you. And, Mr. Casamitidis, we are going to take a break. When we come back, a great guest will be joined by Judge Janine Pirro on this Thanksgiving Day. 
right here, live, local, we're on it. Talk Radio 77 WABC. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, we're back. And it's Thanksgiving Day. It's a beautiful day out. And uh, you can't ask for a better day. The temperature great is great. Day. The sun is shining. And uh, with us today is uh, uh, one of our great hosts. Uh, we have Judge Janine Pirro. And she is one tough lady. What does a tough lady do on Thanksgiving? Well, today, first of all, Thanksgiving to you. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. But today I am not cooking, which is very unusual for me. But I injured my hand, so it's probably a good thing that I'm not cooking. And, How did you uh, injure your hand? Uh, well, I, I had surgery on it. I, oh. and the whole thing. You don't want to hear it. But anyway, so you know what I'm doing? It's a very different Thanksgiving. I am going to Harold Ford's house. Harold Ford is a uh, former congressman. He's the, one In of Tennessee. the guys on the five. That's right. One of the guys on the five. He's a liberal, uh, and he invited no, me. No, he's a moderate. He's a, he was a moderate the time I, I, I knew him. Yeah, well, he's certainly not left, certainly not progressive, but uh, he is a moderate, and he's a great guy. So I'm going to his uh, family's house for dinner. Uh, I made a decision today that I would just relax. I'm going to have a cup of coffee in about a minute. I slept late today. It's a very unusual day. And uh, and then I'll probably do some reading, and then I go to Harold Ford's house. I've got the dogs here, and all my kids are uh, with their in-laws, so that's good. But we'll be together for Christmas, I think, like so many families. You know, once the kids get older, they've got other families, too. So um, it's all good at this end. I, I am, I'm thrilled that, uh, you know, I live in a country where, you know, we can actually get up and enjoy the day and be grateful for the country that we live in. You know, for all of the all of the complaints and all of the problems that we have, we still live in the greatest country, I believe, on Earth. And I'm thrilled uh, to be a part of this great country and this great holiday. And to those people, you know, who are not happy, it's their issue. I'm happy today. Now, the, the big question me and Dominic had this morning, white meat yeah. or dark meat? Oh, my goodness, white, never, never, <laughs> see, never dark. See, I told you, Mr. Katsimatidis, the dark meat. dark meat tastes better. Uh, no, I can't do that. No, I, I'm a white meat person. And to be honest with you, I don't. You, you know what I don't like that I make anyway because everybody loves it are the uh, the yams with the marshmallows on top. I'm like, yes. this just doesn't make sense. Why are we putting candy on a vegetable? That's 10,000 calories. For the calories, you're now, right. Wait, wait. What's the difference between yams and sweet potatoes? That's the other question we're asking. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't care. How's that? <laughs> One of them is healthier, but we don't care on Thanksgiving. That's right. That's so, right. You know what? And if they were in the store, I wouldn't know the difference anyway, even if I thought one was healthier. I wouldn't be able to, to decide or discriminate between the two. So, Judge Perro, so. <laughs> I, I want to ask you this question, and I don't want to get you worked up. So, I mean, yeah, so no, I, we don't want to be worked up so, today. <laughs> so, okay, but, 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 but I do have to ask it because I'm confused. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, and I think you can help me out here. All okay. of a sudden, it's hit me with this, like a ton of bricks, with this use of pronouns and the shooting <laughs> and, and Colorado and, and, and he wants to be called them and there. 
where, where did this come from? I mean, so like I said on, on WABC last night, if I say I'm a cat tomorrow, does that mean you're going to call me Cat Carter? I mean, where did all this come from? First of all, I don't have the slightest idea where it came from. It's kind of like Latin X. No, no Latin knows where it came from. But I, I got a short story to tell you. There is a, a friend of mine, a, a girlfriend that I have, and uh, they have a restaurant. And a woman came into the restaurant. And she was wearing cat ears. And, you know, they thought it was cute, you know, and they didn't think anything of it until she started walking and prancing like a cat in the restaurant. And I said, oh, she was just probably, she had a few too many. They said no. They said no, that she insisted that they refer to her as it. And I said, okay, you know what? I can't deal with it. I don't understand any of this, and I don't care. I'm still she, her. And and all this, uh, this talk about maybe we shouldn't even have the sex on a birth certificate. Are you kidding me? I to screw up a kid before the kid even gets out of the birthing hospital. I don't know. I don't know. It's just wrong. It's crazy. Do you know where it came from? I, I have no idea. No, no idea. But listen, look what happened to Disney. Uh, yeah. I, I, Iger is back. Uh, the previous yeah. CEO, uh, the Disney board hey, of directors finally realized go woke, go broke. The stock was down to like 90 or 89 from 170. And when mm-hmm. Iger left, uh, Disney three years ago, it was 160, 170, something like that. So yep. uh, this woke culture, uh, who is the people promoting it? I don't understand this. What is this crap? Well, you know what? I I really think that the people who are promoting it are the people who are anti, uh, you know, anti-American. And, you know, people on the five say to me all the time, oh, Janine, that's not true. I said, well, don't you remember during the summer of 2020 and they were all, you know, uh, uh, anti-USA, non-USA. You know, it's like it's people who just are not happy. You know, I don't know why they don't just leave. I don't get it. If you hate this country so much that you're going to try to tear it down. And you're right. The Disney story is a beautiful story in the end. Bob Iger is one of the smartest men out there. This guy who left Disney, you know, with a a ton of money and a very profitable company for good reason. I mean, when I had my kids, the first thing I wanted to do before they could even walk was, I got to go to Disney. It wasn't just that. And the previous chairman hired that diversity officer that had a five-year-old and a six-year-old, and she called one of them. She she convinced the five-year-old she's a transgender, and the other one was a trans something else. Yeah, at five years old. How can well, you this do guy, that to Bob a five-year-old. That's a crime. Idiot. That's a crime. They did, you know what? If it is an abuse, it's neglect. As far as I'm concerned, any parent who starts fooling around with kids when they're when they're less than six years old or under six years is 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 really neglecting, or if not outright abuse. But you know, it's going to take a while for the laws to catch up with this stuff. I don't know who these people are, but they're they're the minority, but they have the biggest mouths. And, you know, the silent majority has to speak up. And, you know, it, the silent majority was speaking up. And I'll tell you what happened with the last election that I'm not talking about politics today. And that is that um, abortion got in the middle of it. And when abortion got in the middle of it, it changed the directory uh, or the trajectory, I should say, of of where this election was going, this midterm. And, you know, it's an issue that young women and don't want to hear about. Women across the country didn't want to hear 
about abortion, whether you're no, pro the, or whether you're a Republican yeah. or Democrat, a lot of women don't want to hear about it. You know, my wife Margo, she's right. She's from Indiana. She's right of Attila the Hun. So, yeah. uh, but uh, when it comes to abortion, she says a woman should have her own uh, decision. Right, and, I, and most Americans agree with that. The question is, until what point? Fifteen weeks is what most Americans are very are, are comfortable with. Uh, you know, it's when you get into the second trimester, the third trimester, that the lunacy begins. And and I, I agree. I mean, third trimester is beyond the pale. Uh, but in any event, let's these people, like the the woke people, I think that they, you know, if we can decide simply on that issue as opposed to abortion, uh, they would Elon Musk. Tell us about Elon Musk. I mean, I think he's going to do a great job. I think he wants to get the truth out. Oh, I, of course he does. I mean, you know, I don't know him. I don't know his politics. What I do know is the left loved him when he made an electric car. He was their hero. All of a sudden, they're, they're so schizophrenic on the left. Oh, now he's public enemy number one. They, you know, Congress people want to have him investigated. Uh, they don't want this person to be able to speak. But, I just can't believe in my lifetime we're talking about not allowing people their First Amendment right to voice their opinion. Gene, what's the what's wrong with the truth? I don't understand it. Because they define what the truth is. That's the very issue. You can think you're saying the truth to them is hate and it's violence. All of a sudden, in the last five, seven years, a bit when it started with Obama, I tell you, it started with Obama. With this political correctness, which started chipping away at the First Amendment, like you can't say it this way, you have to say it that way, to outright we're going we're gonna to shut you down if you don't say it the way we want you to say it, Two, you we're not going to let you speak. Our founding fathers are spinning in their graves, spinning. They're not turning, they're spinning. It probably woke, woke, woke up as a result of this wokeness. Well, I, so. uh, listen. I look forward to having dinner with you sometime. You know why? Yeah. It's going to be why? an exciting dinner. Oh, no, wait, wait. Next Friday night you're being honored, and I'm the MC. Oh, the my Donald God. We're going to have dinner, dinner that night. And yeah, uh, I know I know our whole WABC crew is invited, and I know uh, it's also Margo's birthday on, uh, on that day. All right. Well, we'll be sure to celebrate, but we won't be having dinner again because I'll be on the stage running back and forth as the MC for Frank Filler, and you'll be downstairs being, you know, everybody wanting to take their picture with you. Ah. We'll do it again sometime, John. And well, Dominic, you too. I love you, Dominic. Well, have Happy a great day. Love you have too, a beautiful Judge. day today, Janine. And and Thank relax and, and 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 enjoy the day. You deserve. I, uh, you know what? I'm going to relax. I'm so excited. I'm going to relax. <laughs> Take care. Bye enjoy guys. it. Enjoy it. Love Can we you. take a call, Dom? Yes. Let's, let's take a let, call. Let's go to uh, Benny. Benny's been holding for a while. Benny and Yonkers. Good morning, Benny. What's on your mind on this Thanksgiving day? Benny, are you with us? Well, let's go to another one if Benny's not with us. Okay. Ben, Benny, are you with us? Yes, I am. Okay, can you hear go, me? Go yes, right we ahead. can hear you. Go ahead. Okay, you said Benny. It's Teddy. Teddy. Okay, it says Benny. Teddy, here, Benny. But, but go ahead. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, Mr. Katsimatidis, I'd like to direct my uh, call to you. And uh, first of all, I want to wish both of you a happy and a healthy Thanksgiving to you and your whole families. Okay, I wanted to say that first. Well, th- happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. Uh, Mr. Katsimatidis, I would vote for you for any political office. And the reason why, you have character. And you're balanced. 
but I would appreciate it, and a lot of my colleagues at the college tell me this. Why doesn't he have more democratic points of view on the radio show as hosts? Your radio programs are 100%, not 99. I'm going to let Mr. Katz, I have to step in. My politics are not far, far right. I'm a host on, on Mr. Katz show. As I said earlier, and I'm sorry for interrupting, Mr. Katz Middle of the road. I'm a middle of the yes. road person. I, uh, you know, I, I say to people, I was a Bill Clinton Democrat, and I, and I'm, uh, I was a George W. Uh, H. W. Bush and, uh, and, and, w- and we've got to take a break. But any given night, I may sound like a Republican. On the next night, I might sound like a yep. Democrat. And we have several hosts that are exactly like that. We've got to take a break. Thank we'll you co- so much for calling. We'll, Happy Thanksgiving. We'll continue with this point, and we see all of your telephone calls. We will be right back. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Burning and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Can't you hear that Every Saturday night on WABC, the number one show and. Cousin Brucey, and with us today is uh, Cousin Bruce uh, Morrow. Uh, cousin, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Cousin Brucey. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to be listening to you guys. I'm going to be getting ready to see my grandchildren, which tonight they came in from Los Angeles. Wow, and, that's uh, great. No, and this year, guys, no cooking. Jody and I, Jody and I have always been hosted to like 20 people, and uh uh, we woke up this time, I don't know, and I said, yeah, that's it. I've had enough. I've had enough. No cooking, just going to be good-looking and have a good time. <laughs> We're going to go out I know what you mean. Like today, me and Margo are just having the family, our kids, and uh, uh, and a few other people, and uh, uh, we're waiting for a beautiful day. And we used to go to the Bahamas, and we used to have the big suite in the, uh, at the, uh, at the, uh, the Atlas or the, uh, Atlantis, yeah. Atlantis, okay. And we used to have 30, 40 people. Wow. For, for Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, it's a job. It becomes a job. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, and the, the worst part, it's not even the cooking. Certainly the eating is delightful. It's the cleaning up. I got tired of, of staying up till 3, 4 in the morning. And if you have 10 guests or you have 100 guests, it doesn't matter. You're still up till 3, 4 in the morning cleaning up. I said, no, not this year. This year I'm going to watch the balloons, listen to, listen to radio, have a good time, and get ready for my show on Saturday. And, 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 and the big question that me and Dominic are putting out today is, are you white meat or dark meat on the turkey? Oh, I'm absolutely dark. I'm a dark meat guy. Oh. I will accept I'll accept some white. Cousin you know, Brucey. If, oh. you know, I'm in a good mood. No, <laughs> I'm a dark meat. Rump steak of you. Yeah, I tell you, the dark meat tastes better. <laughs> but, but, but the next day, listen to this. The next day, I accept dark meat, white meat. I love this. I, whatever it is, as long as there's stuffing and cranberry sauce, I will eat it. The second day, I, I, I do not. I do not by the, dark I by love the third it. day, you say, no more turkey by the third day. No more. I don't want to see any more. That's right. Out, get, get the turkeys out, including some of the relatives. 
<laughs> Cousin Brucey, what should Thanksgiving mean uh, to everyone that can hear your voice right now? What should it mean, and what does it mean to you? Well, what Thanksgiving means to me, Thanksgiving to me is every day that I, I put my feet on the floor. I get up to do what I want to do. I go on the air talking to all of our our listeners on WABC. You know, that really is. So Thanksgiving to me is not the one day, the 24th, right? I mean, it is a special day. But I, I give thanks almost every day that I, I look outside and I see the blue skies, even the rain once in a while, some snow once in a while. But I say, you know, gosh, I, I'm just so happy to be alive and I'm so thrilled to live in this country where I'm in love with what I do. You know, John, I, I get up every single morning and I just say, you know, thank God I, I live here in this country and I'm I'm so happy. I, I love what I do. I love what I talk to. I'll meet people in the supermarket or I'll meet people at the post office or something and they'll say, hey, I love that song you played last night. It is such a lovely family that we have developed and I've developed over these years. So I give thanks. That's my thanks. Well, I, I love the fact people love you, and Saturday night I listen in and I relax, and I love when people calling you from California, from Oregon, from Kansas, I mean, all over the country. They it's know amazing. Cousin Brucey. It's, it's wonderful. We're very lucky. First of all, with WABC Signal, even in the old days, we'll talk about the great days, the days when we developed WABC and radio, contemporary radio, the signal is so great by the evening with the ionosphere going up and bouncing. I was reaching, um, I was reaching, as you know, 40 states. Today, today with the technology today, I mean, you can open up a toaster or a refrigerator. Cousin Bruce, he's in there. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, right <laughs> the, now the with, with our screaming, uh, at night when you're on after 9 o'clock, uh, after 6 o'clock and it's dark, uh, we're from uh, uh, Florida all the way up to Canada, up to the uh, northern part of uh, of Europe. Uh, but with the streaming that we're using, WABCRadio.com or 77WABC on your iPhones, um, it's worldwide. And it is, it's uh, as wonderful. Larry Cudlow would say, and, and the solar system, too. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at this thing out there. I love when I get on Saturday night, somebody will get on the on the uh air with me and they'll say, Hello, cousin Bruce calling you from the UK you know, and I say, Wow, that is amazing. So they call regularly, there's regular listeners all over the world and they they all there for one thing, this the connection and the connection with, that I do that uh, you guys have given me the platform and the stage is this music. And thank goodness that we have one at least one good thing besides dark meat on the turkey that we all love. So, but before we let you go, and it is Thanksgiving, and and being cousin Brucey, a legendary uh, person, what what I'm just curious, what's been the best experience? And I and and it's a difficult question because you've had so many through the years. What's been the one point that stands out to you that is the most important? Probably, I, right away, as soon as you said that, I mean, so I have to go with what I just thought. It would be introducing the Beatles at Shea Stadium, that that, that historic afternoon with uh, the four lads from Liverpool. And uh, I had Ed Sullivan with me, and we're walking up the steps to introduce them at Shea Stadium. And he turns around and says to me, 
closing Brucey. This is Ed Sullivan. Is this going to be dangerous? And I knew I had him. I, I felt like you ever feel like you wanted to sort of get a noogie into somebody. And I said, yes, Ed, it's going to be dangerous. And he said to me, Brucey, with his eyes bulging, what do we do? And I said to him, Ed, pray. And he said to me, pray. And he continued walking up the stairs. And then that day, when we introduced the Beatles at Chase Stadium, it was the most amazing thing I've ever had in my life. I still can feel the pressure in my body of that audience. And by the way, the audience was great. They were there for one reason, as I told John Lennon, they're there just for one reason, to be with you. And so everybody reasonably behaved. That's probably the one day of my life that I'll never forget. And uh, it, still, it still lives with me very wow. actively. Wow. And how old were the Beatle members at that time? Maybe twelve. Oh, <laughs> they were they were they were very they were very young. We're talking about wow. sixty four, sixty five. Very very young. And, you know, and, and did you see then that they had the talent to go all the way the way that they did? Oh yeah, but I wish I was as smart as I thought I'd be. I, uh, you know, they didn't know either. They didn't know either because John Lennon and Paul McCartney, we were in the dugout waiting to go on the stage and. You felt the pressure of the audience. I mean, Con Ed could have turned their turbines off, guys, right? There was so much energy from that uh, Shea Stadium. The turbines could have uh, gone, gone off, and we would have had electricity in New York City. And I said to John, I said, John, don't worry. Don't worry. They're here for one thing, love. They hear love, and they're here to be with you guys. Meanwhile, I was so scared, I, I really didn't know what was going to happen. I put my my hand behind my back, I crossed my fingers, an, an, an old thing, an old thing of doing, and I just of saying, I'm lying, you know, but I wish myself good luck, because we didn't know what was going to happen. It could have it could have been a, a, a tidal wave of humanity, because there was so much energy there, but it was a wonderful day. I, after the, uh, during the concert, which, by the way, very few people even heard, but nobody really came to hear the music on, on Unfortunately, they came just to be and share space. I uh, patrolled the infield with NYPD. God bless them. They were great that day. They were really into this thing. They're wonderful people. And uh, we patrolled. And the kids were just, just great. Just They were just there for one thing, to share love and to be with their heroes. That's the day, guys, to answer your question, probably the most important day of my life uh, in this business, anyhow. Well, that's beautiful. And cousin Brucey, we're looking for. You don't forget, you have to fulfill your thirty-year contract. And uh, <laughs> God, God yeah, bless you. Believe, do you believe this man wants to give me a thirty-year contract? I said, John, that's very nice of you, but I think uh, I think you better reassess those numbers. <laughs> God bless you, and have a beautiful day. And uh, give my best to Jody. And please say hello to Margo and the family. Okay? I will do that. Thank you. Love you very much. Love John. you too. Bye-bye. And and on the morning show, John Katzmatidis, Dominic Carter, here with you on this Thanksgiving Day. We are in for Sid, and we are now joined by the man, Bill O'Reilly. And the two Irish guys last week got into an argument, but everything is settled. Bill O'Reilly, how are you? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I'm uh, okay. Same I, uh, to you. Same to you. Are you a dark meat or white meat person? I'm a white meat guy, but Thank this was on the Brucey. Uh, I was at Billy Joel last night uh, at the at the garden, and um, how was it? 
It was, you know, it's amazing. The guy, he and I uh, grew up in the same neighborhood. And I knew him from about 12 years old. And he can sing at his age, 73 right now. Um, I mean, it was an amazing performance. The guy, he can hit all the high notes and two hours and 40 minutes on stage consecutively. Really uh, impressive. So what are you doing for Thanksgiving? You know, um, I'm a low-key kind of guy on these holidays. Um, I live in a nice 100-year-old house, which is perfect for Thanksgiving. And uh, so the family comes over and um, makes fun of me and then eats. And um, then we watch uh, the Giants. We'll watch the football Giants tonight. Sounds wonderful. So, Bill, I want to ask you a question uh, because I, I listen to your show nightly uh, from 9 to 10 p.m. Because you take the issues and you break them down and you make it in a way that everybody can follow and understand what you're saying. And being in the game for close to 40 years of journalism, I know for a fact that you are the man and that you know what you're talking about. So I want you to help me with a little problem I, I'm having. And the problem is this. The use of pronouns and the Colorado shooter, and the, the, I've been on this this entire morning. So I'm looking at newspaper articles that refers to the suspect as them and their. It, wh- where did this come from, Bill O'Reilly? Let, let's cut through the nonsense. As, I, right. as I've been All saying, right. Black Black Lives Matter has been nothing but a financial scam. But where did this where did this come from? Well, it all started uh, with the. Uh, Floyd killing. Um, that was a shame, and and there isn't anybody I don't think that under that would say, look, uh, that was justified, and 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 we needed to make some changes, and but we didn't need, and this is always happens to overreact and destroy the system, so defund the police and uh, all of this, but that was a real. Uh, turning point. I now in my career analyze the news not only from a journalistic point of view, but also from a historian point of view, because I am a historian. That's what I do. And I saw the woke emerge after that with very little resistance. Um, And then things started to change. But this pronoun stuff and all of this crazy woke stuff, I just ignore it 100%. Now, I can do that because I, I run my own corporations. I mean, nobody tells me what to do. I'm a hired gun. WABC hires me, and I give them absolutely my best every single day on every show I can. But I'm going to basically do what I want to do. And the pronoun thing doesn't even affect me in the sense that I know it's stupid, I know it's ridiculous. I know it's hurting children, which is really the crux of it. But when I see it, I understand that the people who order this stuff are the weak, woke executives in the media. And the media is really on the verge of collapse in America, Dominic. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I mean, at least uh, Disney, the Disney board of directors have come to to understand, go woke, go broke, and uh, they made a change. Yeah, and I predicted that uh, in June, and that's another woke thing. 
That's, it's another exactly the same situation where these people, they sensed weakness, these people being the uh, far-left cadres on a number of fronts. So they said, okay, we'll go in and we'll promote anti-police behavior. We'll promote it. We'll tell everybody all the police are racist. Um, and then we'll say that the educational system is racist and against gays. And you have to change it. Just like law enforcement, you can't punish criminals anymore. All right? So in school, you, the teachers have to, when you're eight years old, tell you what transgenderism is. And, and this took root. But in Florida, uh, DeSantis fought that. So he was one of the few to step up and say, no, it's not going to happen here. We're going to pass a law that if you start to indoctrinate children, the state is going to arrest you. And then Disney, in one of the most foolish corporate moves I've ever seen in in American history, because remember, the Disney brand is the most powerful corporate brand in the USA. And part of that brand is traditional conservative Americans consuming their products. And you spit in their face, which is what Bob Chapek did. It was you know, horrible, they lost, horrible. They lost billions, not millions, in a quarter, in one quarter. They lost billions of dollars because I said, and the others said too, and Dominic, I believe you did too, um, hey, we're, I'm not going to consume, you know, if this is your attitude, that children are, do not deserve protection from whacked out far left teachers, I'm not going to buy your product. I'm not, I'm not a boycott guy. I'm not a boycott guy. But I just told my audience, there's no way I'm, I'm consuming anything they do. And I think that's what happened. And JPEG, to embrace that, it, it was just crazy. But it shows you how far left and woke Hollywood is because Disney is in Hollywood. It's one of the big entertainment companies. And, and, and they're afraid not to be woke, some of them. And I think that's what, what it is. And oh, it's, like no the, it's like the Democratic Party in New York. They, they are the, the moderate Democrats <laughs> and the, the moderate Democrats and the common sense Democrats were afraid of the extreme Democrats. And I, I, I never understood that. Well, you, it's not hard to understand, John. If you are a traditional conservative performer, director, writer in Hollywood, and they get wind that you don't buy into the woke, you don't work. Yep. Wow. Yep. I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. I shouldn't. I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to tell you something. Um, so I got 12 killing books. Right, the latest one, uh, Killing the Legends, and and they've sold 19 million copies of my books. 19 million. That's a lot so of books. We, we had four movies produced. We had Killing Lincoln, Killing Kennedy. Killing Jesus and Killing Reagan. And they all made boodles of money. So now we have three really hot properties. Killing the Mob, Killing the Legends, which I just says out now, and Killing the Killers, the Secret War on Terrorists. So uh, we get a call from a big production company going, you know, you want to, we're interested in making movies of these. Because they'd be fabulous movies streaming on Netflix and all of that. 
Um, you could do four or five episodes on each. They'd make a ton of money because the brand is so strong, the killing brand. Nobody distributed. Really? Wow. Wow. Well, Bill O'Reilly, we, we are out of time, but I, I got to tell you, man, I, I could talk to you for hours because I've heard you tell the story about how Muhammad Ali, in one of your latest books, was forced to fight by the Nation of Islam. Y- you bring so much perspective to the table. But on this day, Thanksgiving, we want you to enjoy it with your family, enjoy the restaurant, enjoy the Giants-Cowboys uh, uh, game. And we look forward to chatting with you, man. Thank Happy you. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy. Thanks Thank for me in. Bye. Thank you. And we are going to take a break. Twist and shout. When we come back, uh, I'm here, Dominic Carter, with the great John Katsimatidis. Mr. Katsimatidis is in for Sid this morning. When we come back, Joe Piscopo. But wait, here's the best part of the song, right? The dun, dun, dun. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning. and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hold on. Now this man here is going to take me by the hand and he's going to lead me down the right path righteousness and all that other mother jazz in the right tempo fly me to the moon let me swing among those stars with us today on let Thanksgiving Day is Joe Piscopo is like and he is the Frank Sinatra the named him vice chairman of the in board so Joe what are you doing oh, today on Thanksgiving you know what, John? I'm going to be with my dear mother and all my kids, and we're going to have lasagna and all the. And you know what I did? No guys? turkey. Called, no t- turkey is a side dish for Italians, John. Oh my god! Absolute... <laughs> Come on, man. You know we'll have a man of God. You know what I did? Honestly, uh, we we called our friends at Uncle Giuseppe's, and I said, they said, Joe, meaning me. You know, I'm the son. I got to take care of everybody for. And I'm not. I'm a good cook, but I'm not a great cook, John, my friend. So I called Uncle Giuseppe's. Thomas is delivering it as we speak. Maureen over there. A big shout-out to Tommy and everybody at Uncle Giuseppe's. Thank you. We're going to have a great Thanksgiving, man. Well, that sounds very good. Now, are you a white meat or dark meat uh, turkey guy? <laughs> oh, God, thank you. And, and Dominic, how are you, my man? I, I, I'm, I'm doing well, but, but this is the question of the morning because it started when I admitted that I'm a white meat uh, type guy, yeah. like the breast. Uh, I, I'm not feeling the dark meat. What say well, you, Joe no. Piscopo? So, so, so I'm the white guy, so I got to say the dark meat. Is that what you're telling me, Dominic? <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Come on, come on. So, hey, hey, are so, you a leg man or a breast man? Should I put it differently? Are you a leg man or a breast man? Yeah, yeah, Dominic, you and I, you are black, and I am white. You know, come on, we'll see it right here, right here. Come on, man. Hey, hey, you and Eddie yeah. Murphy made that skit famous. I, I, can't, I would love to do it, but I don't even know the words. 
I know. No, you know what? It's like Eddie and I did that back in the day when it was you could be politically incorrect. You could be And Eddie and I in the office up at Saturday Night Live, 17th floor, right down the street from where you are now. And we came up with that idea. And you know what? We laughed and we just laughed and we had fun and it was OK to laugh. Everybody wasn't sensitive. We laughed. And, and I, I could say to Eddie, you are blind as a bat and I have sight. You know what I mean? And we were able to say that. And, oh, you can't say that now. Now, I mean, now. Like, oh, listen, oh. You know what? I'm a white, I'm a white meat guy. My father. Uh, you so see, Mr. Katsimatidis. White yeah, meat yeah. wins when it comes to turkey on Thanksgiving. You know, I got a bottom line. Uh, you know what it is? What? Like the that. people that are white meat mm-hmm. are skinny guys. Not me. The people that are dark meat are a little bit huskier. I mean, I think I think we got it down to science. You are so bad. I got to tell you, my father, rest his soul, dark meat all the way. I mean, he would. When I tell you, he would eat the John. He would eat the neck. Remember the neck on the turkey, which were another. He would eat everything. He loved the dark meat so. But I'm a white meat guy. We got, but we got the the Italians. See, they have antipasto at first, as you know, and you have all the uh, provolone, and you got all the the Italian meats, and then and then you go into lasagna, and lasagna is what I would wait for. And my mother, God bless her, would always go, "Oh, we forgot the turkey every Thanksgiving. We would forget the turkey." So the Italian Thanksgiving is just a little bit different than the, you know the general tradition. You know, guys. Hey, you know what's funny, Joe, and and my wife is going to get my wife Marilyn's going to get angry with me when I tell the story. But um, uh, she made a lasagna the other night. You mentioned lasagna, and I'm diabetic, so she made a diabetic lasagna, and what? and every meal is like a battle because she's trying to please me, but then my son Aww. is not happy. So my son was yeah. like basically like <laughs> ill, and so Joe, when I get home today, I already see it. My wife is going to. Throw a plate in front of me and go. Here's your white meat and, turkey. And my wife ordered <laughs> ordered vegetarian moussaka. Now, I mean, you know, you know, you know enough is enough. Sometimes, you know. Yeah, that's great. So, hey, you what, know what? Happy Friday. I know, I know Margo's got a birthday coming up, and uh, I know I'm I'm working down in Atlantic City coming up next week. But happy birthday, Margo, John. Yeah, please send my love. Yeah, to all that you've done for this radio station. It sounds great. We're proud to be a part of it. Amen. Next, by the way, on Sunday, I know you got, look at, you know what, Dominic, it's so wild. Uh, John brought everybody together. With a shout out to Mr. Crowley, our boss over at uh, downtown, you know, because I know John and Jerry are like brothers. But it's like when I think of everybody working, Sunday night, I will be in live. Sunday's with Sinatra. We're going to be celebrating the main event. That's that. John, that's that that great concert at Madison Square Garden in 1974. Yes. So yes. we're going to be. But now look across the glass where you guys are, and you see you'll see Ryan running the board. This kid, you'll see Ava Gallo. These are the kids I work with. They're 24 seven. The dedication that I see over there is so extraordinary. And, and it you is. know what? And that is a it's a testament to the great city of New York and to the great country that is America, my friends. Well, Joe, have a great Thanksgiving day with mom. You know something? You're lucky you got your mom, so be appreciative uh, on that. Every day, John. Every day I'm on my knees. I thank God for that, John. And yes. I wish you the best. God bless America. God bless. God bless. God, thank you. Dominic. And Jerry Crowley, wherever you are, happy Thanksgiving to you. Here it is, baby. And thank you, Joe Piscopo. Happy Thanksgiving. We are going to take some of your phone calls and coming and up. Cindy Adams. And that's right. My Cindy God. Adams, Larry Cutlow. I know what Cindy's doing. Cindy makes reservations. 
Greg, Greg Kelly, but the great Cindy Adams is coming up next. John Katsimatidis, Dominic Carter, in for Sid on Talk Radio 77, WABC. We will be right back. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words, please be true. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. And we are live and local and on it on this Thanksgiving Day. John Katsimatidis here. I'm Dominic Carter. We're in for Sid. Sid has the day off on this Thanksgiving Day Parade. Good morning, Mr. Katsimatidis. Good morning, good morning. And uh, well, I'm trying to wake up Cindy. I just texted her again. Ah, well, we'll, we'll get a hold well, of her. Well, let's take a couple of calls. Okay, sounds fantastic. Let's begin with Judith in Brooklyn. Good morning, Judith. What's on your mind? Happy Thanksgiving to you both. It's an honor for me to speak to both of you. It's very exciting. First of all, thank you, John, thank you. Two for the price of one. Okay, John, it's a, it's a really great honor to speak to you. I never get to speak to you. I have been speaking to Dominic, and I love Dominic. He's a role model. I love him. Listen, dark or white, I don't discriminate. I like them both as long as <laughs> I'm not. I'm grateful. I'm just grateful. I'm not the turkey. Got it? Okay. <laughs> I want. Listen, you know what? I'm one of these people. I thank God when I find a parking spot, okay? So God is very much in my life, okay? And so with that, I want to thank God for you, John, and for you, Dominic, and all the great hosts on WABC, okay? Especially you, John, because I want to thank you for your radio station that really searches and speaks the truth. This is so important because you know what? I feel there is a war on truth and human decency, but mainly, you know, you're not allowed to even question to get to the truth. You get punished. And if you say the truth, you get punished for the truth. Like, you look at this repairman with the Biden computer. I mean, he's so harassed now. And what did he do already? He's just, like, bringing out the truth, whatever. Or you look at Rudy. Look how they punished Rudy. And he was just questioning to find the truth. I could go on and on. It's, like, really scary. And I'm talking about the administration that we have now. And the mainstream media that goes along with it. So, John, I have to thank you so much because if not for your your station, which is one of the few that really searches for the truth, because that's all we want. We want integrity. We want decency. And we can't get that if we don't, number one, get to the truth of the matter. You know? Thank you so much. Thank you you so much for listening. And, and, uh, you know, I I bought the station as a hobby and – uh, and because I wanted to get the truth out, and and the truth is paramount. I mean, you, you know, you you can zig a little bit left, a little bit right, but but the truth is the truth. And uh, thank you for listening. In a moment, Mr. Katsimatidis, we're going to go to Greg Kelly. You can listen to Greg Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. But before we do so, Mike in Myrtle Beach has been holding on for a while. Let's go to Mike. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind on this Thanksgiving Day? Good morning, Dominic. Second time in 12 hours. Oh, good uh, morning. And, John, I, I told uh, Frank overnight, I, 
wanted to have a chance, and this is the first time about it, and speak about my dad. Um, I got to take a few deep breaths. Um, my father, 88 years old, he passed away uh, six years ago. 52 years, Grand Union Supermarkets, manager, district manager. Wow. And uh, what was his Grant name? Kelly and his Carmen. Everyone called him Carmine. Gotcha. Um, and Greg Kelly and his mother shop there, Ray Kelly in Garden City. And I'll tell you this, uh, uh, John and Dom, I had the pleasure, I met him at the boardwalk, uh, Bernie McGurk. Six years ago, we became friends. And his daughter, uh, I watched every minute of the mass. His daughter played volleyball at Cortland, my son, wide receiver, same graduating ceremony. So that's our connection. And what you've done to the station, John, is, is amazing. Uh, we love nostalgia. I was a drummer back in the day, college baseball, whatever the case is. And I mentioned uh, uh, to Dominic, I'll say it again. <clears throat> i got to take a breath. Mom, a month ago, lost her 90 years old. I'm going to sit in Myrtle Beach, volunteer at a soup kitchen, and pour a few glasses of red wine, John and Dominic and everybody. And, and your and, mother and, would be proud of you. Hey, well, Mike. Thank you, John. Mike, Mike just, thank, just, thank wrap it, just wrap it up for me, please, because we've got to get to some of the other guests. I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. You have the, I'm giving yeah. you the final say. Go ahead. That's it? Okay, Mike. Thank well, you so much, Mike. Thank you, Mike. And so we're going to go to uh, Greg Kelly. Uh, Greg Kelly here on WABC Monday through Friday from 1 to 3 p.m. Good morning to you, Greg, on this Thanksgiving day. Hi, uh, Dominic, John. Happy Thanksgiving. Are you, and, are you, uh, instead you know, of saying dark meat or, or white meat, I'm going to say, are you a breast man or a leg man? <laughs> breast. Say breast, Greg. I'm a vegetarian. No, oh, my God. <laughs> you know I'm not a vegetarian. And uh, you can just imagine uh, I, I can devour it all. Look, uh, happy Thanksgiving. And you know what? I just heard something, John. You said to one of the, uh, the I think, Judith there, you said you bought the station as a hobby, which is, well, the hobby has turned into, you, you are a job provider for hundreds and hundreds of people, thousands of people, actually. And there's something magical about people who create jobs and to hear you say it as a hobby it's amazing because you know folks notice this the ceo of red apple media and uh probably 40 other companies is working on thanksgiving i mean i know this is a labor of love but everybody's off but the boss is there absolutely greg (laughs) absolutely you know greg we and dominic talked about it at six o'clock this morning when we came in and you know what it is? Uh, a lot of people in, in my age are retired already. And I said, you know, you need a purpose in life. You need a purpose in life. And, you know, and my purpose is go to work and accomplish something. If you have nothing to accomplish in life, well, they might as well send you, uh, you know, to the promised land. Well, listen, uh, I hope I can be uh, buying and selling TV stations and radio stations uh, all the way into my 90s. In lieu of that, I think that there are some things, you know, in the, the retirement years. You can, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm trying. I Look, I live every day, quite frankly. Not every day is like it's my last. I can't do that. I have children. But you got you can't put off into the future. you got to live in the present as much as possible. I, I I didn't always do that, to be honest. Uh, everything was going to get better someday, and therefore I could blow off today. And uh, fortunately, I got myself straightened out um, years ago. And 
face had a big chunk, actually had everything to do with it. And uh, I feel so incredibly blessed on this Thanksgiving morning to be uh, in New York City talking to you guys right now. And and uh, the future, I know it looks rough, I mean, after the midterms, but I think we're going to pull through. I don't know what it's going to look like, but we're going to pull through. It's going to be interesting. It's the ups and downs, but I think we're going to be great. So, Greg Kelly, on this Thanksgiving Day, uh, tell me about your day, what you're doing before we uh, take a break here. I mean, quite frankly, uh, so far, uh, it's pretty ordinary. I uh, got a cup of coffee from a diner. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, my wife and I have been chatting. Uh, my, grand, my, my daughters are with their grandparents, Ray Kelly and Veronica Kelly. And guess where they are? At the parade. <laughs> getting, a, getting a seat right now. I did not want to go to that parade. I love the parade. I love that it exists. But I, I, have, no, I, I have no interest in going to the parade. Uh, so I'm glad that they're doing that. Well, someday uh, you're going to have an interest, okay, when your kids get a little bit older. Because I had my daughter on top of my uh, shoulders at one time, and and you're going to be doing that. And enjoy those years, Greg. They don't come back. Great advice, John. And thank you so much, John. And thank you, Dominic. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you, Greg. Folks, we are going to take a break. John Katsimatidis, I'm Dominic Carter. When we come back, the great Cindy Adams, and we will also talk with Larry Cutlow. We'll be right back. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, with us today is uh, the famous, the infamous Cindy Adams. She's in the New York Post for the last hundred years. I think, <laughs> I think she was there when uh, when Hamilton started the paper. Cindy, what are you doing for, for Thanksgiving? Listening to you insult me. Other than that, very little. I mean, I figure you make reservations someplace. <laughs> Listen. While all of you guys are having a great time, one Thanksgiving, a thousand years ago, before even you were born, John, it was the earliest days of Israel, and the Negev was a desert. And we were sent out by President Kennedy to head the first um, bombs for Israel for to help the, the infant country. Bombs or we bonds? Sat, we were selling bombs for Israel. They were $100 apiece. We sat cross-legged on the ground, and the table was a blanket over dry earth. This was Thanksgiving for us, and the tribal guy, the, the, the chief, gave us a special Thanksgiving tasty gift. It was the eyes of a sheep. We were supposed to eat them. A stuntman, Joey had been known many a magician, so he managed to hide the eyes in, a, in his pocket. We weren't going to eat them, but it, that's one Thanksgiving I had. Another one, I've had lousy Thanksgivings. You've had good ones. But I was in Tahiti once, and I was on my way to Marlon Brando's home in Tecuroa. I was going to do an interview. And the Thanksgiving, it rained, because it always rains in the South Pacific. That's where the movie Rain was filmed. And they moved me because I was in a... On a, on a bed that turned wet. They moved me. The rain came down, and they moved me again, and I fell down. And by the time I got to Marlon Brando and Tetsuroa, he had left. 
and all he had left there was his, his beauty, a lovely lady who said she was doing his washing, his cleaning, his vocalizing, his repairing, and anything else Marlon wanted. Oh, my That's God. my other Thanksgiving. What about you? You're always having a good Thanksgiving. Well, I'm I'm in New York this 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 week. Sometimes we're in the Bahamas. Sometimes we're in Miami. Sometimes we're in uh, the in the Southampton. But today we're in New York City. Okay, I've had you don't care, but I'm telling you about some of my lousy Thanksgivings. Once I, I mean, I did the life story of the Indonesian president Sukarno, and he took me into into Surabaya, into the jungles of Surabaya. And my Thanksgiving wash-up was in the when a soldier's kiss helmet. I have had the lousiest Thanksgiving. I was in Afghanistan, and Joey sent his trousers to be pressed. And they'd never pressed trousers before. It was a new hotel. So Joey put one pants leg down, and he made the sign of an iron. And the little guy said, ah, 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 like he understood. And what came back was two pair of Joey's pants with only the right leg press. I mean, <laughs> so I've had crappy Thanksgivings. But this one, if you would send me a turkey and maybe a raise, I would have a good Thanksgiving. Please, please send her a turkey, Mr. Katzmatini. We will do something for, for Cindy. And, and the raise that she mentioned as well. Absolutely. From $1 to $2. So, Cindy... <laughs> <laughs> So, Cindy Adams, the legendary Cindy Adams, this is Dominic Carter. What? So you, you've told us about your lousy Thanksgiving. Are you going to turn it around today and make it well, a good you wanna one? you want to know what I'm going to do this Thanksgiving, you're not yes. going to believe it. Yes. I'm going to Brewster, New York, where my hairdresser is going to do my hair and also give me Thanksgiving dinner. But the important thing was to get rid of the white roots and get my hair done. That's my Thanksgiving, okay? Sound, sounds good to me. Well, enjoy. So Brewster, New York. Yeah, Brewster, New York, you're going to be close to Cousin Brucey. Yeah, I don't have much hair left to get done, but, but, but maybe one day, Cindy Adams, maybe, maybe. Well, we want you to enjoy the day. You are a very special New Yorker, and, um, and you enjoy happiness. So please make the best of the day. Can you do that for us? I'm going to do that, and I'm going to pay my my hairdresser, and I will think about you, but I will think about you less. But I love we you love anyway. You. We love you. We love you, Cindy. <laughs> and, Cindy, every Sunday uh, between 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock on WABCradio.com and worldwide on uh, your 77 WABC on your iPhones. And on this Thanksgiving Day, our next guest, uh, as we uh, wrap up the morning show, happens to be the great Larry Cutlow. Good morning, Mr. Cutlow. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning, John Katsimatidis. Larry Thank Cutlow. You, everybody. How are you doing John, today? John, well, I'm trying to do a lot of sleeping. i got a couple <laughs> days off here. It's the market exciting. cannot go down today. No, the market can't go down. Uh, I was around when Alexander Hamilton started the New York Post. I remember it very well. Uh, and I do believe I'm living in the promised land right now. And, John, thank you for rejuvenating WABC Radio. In fact, Amen. Thank Amen. You. 
Thank you for your friendship, you and Margot. We love both of you. I'll probably go to a 12-step meeting so I can uh, stay sober for another day in my 28 years of sobriety. And I used to do a soup kitchen uh, serving uh, breakfasts and lunches, but they closed it down. So I may not get to that. Uh, And uh, I'll certainly watch the Giants uh, play the Dallas Cowboys even though the Giants have so much injuries. And then I'll probably go back to sleep. Now, wait, wait. The, the most important thing, are you a, a, a turkey? Are you a breast guy or a leg guy? <laughs> I, I prefer white meat. <laughs> there right. you go. Another skinny you guy. Go. Another see? skinny guy. Oh. See this? <laughs> <laughs> Me, you, and James Golden. Dark meat. No, no, I'm the white oh, meat. Oh, you're the white meat. Well, I, okay. I'm, I'm the white meat, but but I'm, I'm still a heavy set. Yeah, guy. yeah, well. There goes my I mean, theory. Dominic, don't you think I got out of that pretty well? It's a loaded question. You know what I mean? In, in today's culture, that's a very loaded question. So so are, are you going to have a thanks, Larry Cutlow, are you going to have a Thanksgiving Day meal or, or no? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We go down. Uh, we're up in our place in Reading, and we go down to some friends in, in uh, Greenwich uh, for many years, and we'll have our Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm going to be a real pain in the neck because during the dinner I'm going to want to watch the Giants. Of course. And what, what's your what's your favorite uh, uh, part of Thanksgiving meal? Like, do you like the uh, cranberry? The yeah, I love I, I love the cranberries, and um, it's quite possible that our beautiful, wonderful hostess will have some key lime pie, mm. which is my favorite thing. My mm. favorite thing. You know, as a matter of history. What great president, what, what not-so-great president loved key lime pie? Here's a question for you. you I, only get I don't know. No clue. Jimmy Carter. You oh, my God. talk about key lime pie. He wasn't such a great president. I think he was a good human being, but he loved key lime pie, and that happens to be my favorite pie. The best key lime pie I ever, I ever found was in Key West, Florida. Mm. And uh, Sounds good. I'll tell you, they... They know how to it's make key lime pie there. No, no, it, it, you're right, though. It, it's, a, it's a South Florida special key lime pie, absolutely. And I love that. And um, mostly my wife and I, Judy and I, my saintly wife and I, we just get to spend three or four days up here in Connecticut quietly. No work. I will work the radio show Saturday morning, but no TV yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So that's a relief. Saturday morning from 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock, the number one show on Saturdays. Yeah, well, it's great fun. And like I say, John, you rejuvenated WABC, which is a phenomenal uh, achievement. And we just we just love you. That's all. Okay? Well, it's we love you, too. Love. And uh, your love. The Cudlows and the Katsimatidis. We love being, by the way, with John Jr. and A.J., uh, flying back from South Florida last uh, Sunday. That was great fun. It was a terrific visit with your kids. Those are wonderful kids. Wonderful kids. Thank you. Well, God bless you. Say, uh, give uh, Judith a hug and uh, enjoy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the, uh, enjoy the football games and uh, enjoy the weekend. Yes, sir. Thank you, John. Thank you, Thank Dominic. You. Thank it. you, Larry Cutlow, the great Larry Cutlow, joining us here. John Katsimatidis in for Sid on this Thanksgiving 
live edition. It's live and, every and, day. And Dominic, it's just us. There's no calls on the board. Nothing. Right. It's it's, it's you just and I. us. So the only one we missed today was Dick Morris. Well, call him up and wake him up. Maybe he's up by now. <laughs> you know, you never know, Dominic. You, you, know, you, you Dick never Morris know, Mr. Morris might Cassidy be up by now. But 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 I do want to say listen, this. I won the bet. I said. Dick Morris up at 7.05, never you did, you, did, you did say that. But but the little time that we have left, uh, your wife, Margot Katsimatidis, is a wonderful person. She does an awful lot of good for a lot of people and for the children of New York City. She's a wonderful person, and her birthday is uh, next Friday, correct? Next Friday is her birthday. And so we wish her a happy birthday. We wish her all the, the, the best. And uh, it, it's been great here being with you this morning. Well, it was great being with you, too. And, uh, uh, I, I, you know, from 6 to 10 is a long time. It is a long time, and I see the calls are coming in, but we can't get them loaded fast enough yeah. in the time that we have left. That, that we, uh, that we have left. I mean, I, I know a lot of people want to talk to you, so let's see if we can quickly load the calls. Uh, no? Okay, we, we can't get it done. Okay, all right, well. Well, we tried. So what's on what's on the calendar today for you? Well, I'm going to go home, sleep a little bit, because, uh, we, you know, I got up at 4.30 this morning. And uh, did you ever go to sleep? Uh, for two hours, yes. No, you better go to sleep, too. <laughs> and then to I, too. I, I know Margo's uh, has a turkey for this afternoon and yeah. dark meat for me. Yeah, and, uh, I, don't, I don't know about going home, because I, I can see what's going to happen. The plate's going to be tossed in front of me. So you like the white meat, huh? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So it's going to be interesting. But, Mr. Katsimatidis, a uh, great song in the background there. I want to say to you, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Thank you for what you are doing for the city of New York. Thank you well, for what you did you for, for hungry New Yorkers and for what you have done here at WABC. And, Dominic, you are our number one show at midnight. You, you tell the truth, and you know something? People love you for that. Well, thank you. Thank you. We're going out to a great song because if you can make it here. You can make it anywhere. John Katsimatidis, Dominic, Dominic Carter, and for Sid, it's up to you, New York. Happy Thanksgiving to all, and to all, a great afternoon. <laughs>